This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. All right, guys. So we got our first two guests here. The powerful CK Studios. So, obviously, we, we got Caleb and we got Kat. I mean, they're huge faces. I think pretty much anybody who listens to this, this show knows exactly who they are. But if you don't, <laughs> you're in for a treat. So, what's going on, guys? Not much. How are you, Michael? I'm doing fantastic. It's been like, what, how, when was y'all San Antonio class? Was that, it's going on a little bit on two months now? Is that right? I can't, I can't remember. Two it's, months ago, yeah, and in, in April. Yeah, what? Yeah, it was in April. April, May, June. So perfectly, or March, April. No, April, May, June. Yeah. Okay, my months are backwards. All right. So, so yeah, absolutely. Like, I can't. You know, we've been meaning to like get you guys on. Definitely do a breakdown. But we absolutely wanted to have you guys on our painting episode because just of all that you offered and like changed my life with y'all's painting class, like. It, so we, we had to like get everything squared away and get you guys in here. But first off, while I got you here and while I got you live on air, I just want to say thank you so much for like changing my bum <laughs> life. Like, like as Conor McGregor says, like, like hands down, going from uh, the first classes I took with you on Adepticon, learning everything there, coming home thinking like, wow, I've really like just elevated my whole painting knowledge to like a new level and then mm -hmm. to get like just all of that reinforced and like like taken to the next level in y'all's painting class in san antonio like within a course of like a month like my painting went from like zero to a hundred and like you guys offering y'all's classes and you guys bringing that hobby to me and like sharing your knowledge with me like hands down like you guys killed it like that absolutely like oh. changed my whole life like Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. You are so welcome. He's thinking. He's thinking us now, Caleb. But wait until he looks at his armies and wants to paint all of those. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and repaint everything. And then he's just gonna point you like, no, forget it. I'm not repainting. I'm just buying new stuff. <laughs> just getting new stuff, man. There's no way. There's no way you could you could just go dunk your entire army. Even though you look at it, you're like, who are you? What like you're. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like when you look at your uh, your old yearbook, like when you're in high school and you're like, oh, emo goth, and you're like, what? It, well, look at me, like, what is this? <laughs> I thought this looked good. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's pretty much all of my uh, uh, pre CK armies right there, like 100. Like, <laughs> they're, they're emo goth armies. It was so awesome. funny. So, so like, you see this like this trash can like right here. It's like a big trash can. So behind me, you guys can't see it in the in the the podcast, but uh, so I had a, a a Thunderhawk. It was sitting up here in the the little cabinet area. It was a Thunderhawk sitting. It was a Blood Angels Thunderhawk, and I had moved it and I set it on top of like a box that was in the trash can. And like while we were doing interviews, like one of the guys we were talking to was like, "Is it a Thunderhawk in the trash can?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man, CK <laughs> Studios class. Like, I can't I can't strip that thing so." We just move on with life. Like <laughs> CK Studios class. I <laughs> it, it changed I my whole. <laughs> I just, I I just have to move on. Uh, That's awesome. So, <laughs> oh. 
So since since that class, man, you guys have been like getting it. Like you've been going. Like how many classes have you done since April? Like. Oh, I think we've actually only done two classes since April because yeah. we we took um, we we pretty much took June off. It's the first month we've taken off in a, in ooh, over two years now. Um, yeah. But we were gone for quite a while in May. We were gone for almost two weeks over in the UK. So that was it was a long haul. So we took June off to kind of recover and regroup and get our next year planned out and all that stuff. So, but yeah, we we did a lot of training during those the the month after we saw you. That's wild. So like, so I think I should like I should put in like a complaint that like. The, the UK doesn't deserve any more painting classes. I think we've talked about it on the show like a few times <laughs> that like they kind of go like it's one of their electives in in high school. <laughs> so like military model <laughs> airbrushing like they they all seem to just like be a step ahead. So like us exporting out <laughs> y'all's painting knowledge to them is a little unfair. Like it's maybe <laughs> we have to charge tariffs. <laughs> yeah, like a tar- paint tariff, art tariffs to them because. Uh, they don't, they don't, they don't deserve it. And like, I feel like you're really over here. You're taking like people who have like, you know, stone and chisels and like rocks and like you're, you're giving them like, I don't know, ink quills and pens and expect them like to write and all that stuff. And they already got pencils over there. So it's not, it's not the same <laughs> league over here. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So y'all definitely have been yep. traveling. Eh, I guess I guess only two classes in two months is like, I guess that's a, <laughs> you know, I, I know you make it sound like it's not a lot, but I mean, if you, that's like a full-time job at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're, when you go, um, and we're, in fact, we're on our way up to Canada here in a couple of weeks. So when we're going international, it just adds a couple of layers so getting ready for one of the shows goes from a couple, you know, maybe a week to a couple of weeks, and then you're gone for a couple of weeks. So it, it made that like a month-long training experience. <laughs> it was pretty epic. But, yeah, it's so much fun. But going international adds a lot of layers to it. That's so awesome. Like, before before y'all were doing uh, y'all's, y'all's airbrushing classes, like, how often were y'all on planes, like, in traveling internationally? <laughs> oh, before airbrushing, not, not very much. I mean, a couple of conventions a year, maybe. And now it's, uh, it's, it's airplanes every month. Yeah. <laughs> like if fully, it, we, fully looking at like frequent fire miles and stuff now. <laughs> like, oh yeah. You know, you would, you would think with the <laughs> amount of think. flying that we're doing, <laughs> you're just like, dude, I got to be like platinum level by now. And they're like, yeah, you need to go to the back of the airplane. <laughs> like, like you get to sit with the livestock so um yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty shallow it's i kind of- i would i would have to say that probably the flying is the least glamorous part of all of this oh yeah <laughs> oh man the least, the, yeah the least glamorous part but it is it's really fun because we um there's only a few cities that we've visited twice now and so every location we go to is somewhere new for us. So every month we're going to a new place, seeing new people and doing that. We'll be starting to recycle classes to go through the next level of classes, probably next year, starting next year. Yes. But, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ready for that one, too. 
I let oh, that out the bag? No, I don't think he knows about the 103. No, I don't. <gasps> no, I don't think. Y'all tease it. Y'all tease all these numbers, all these like 1 0 oh, numbers all the time. And... We, we, we have oh, the class. Michael, You're going to be excited. We have the class for you. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> ah! Yeah, that's a great excuse to go back to San Antonio, which, by the way, was one of the funnest places that we've been to to teach at. We had so much fun with that group of people. Just such a nice, nice group of guys in San Antonio. I don't know if we just managed to hit it right at the perfect time of year, but it was gorgeous. That was so it was. It was absolutely gorgeous. We got to definitely find a, a different barbecue place. Like, I feel like we let you down on the barbecue <laughs> on that one. Like, it's it's got to it's like. You know, when you roll up to a barbecue spot and it's got a car wash attached to it, <laughs> we're just like, we're just like, this is a 50-50 gamble. This is go- either going to be the most amazing barbecue you've ever had, or it's going to be the worst barbecue you had. We knew it wouldn't be middle of the road. We knew it wouldn't be middle of the road. There was, there was a car wash attached to it. Uh, I think it was a gas station. It was, was both. it was both. There was a it car was, wash. Y'all are both right. It was both. There was, you could get your car <laughs> washed. You can get uh, some cream corn, and you can fill up your tank. Like there's, it was definitely a gas. It was, it was a number of things. They, we in Texas, we just do everything together. That's how we. You just got to get the most out of your real estate, and that's how we do it. <laughs> that was so epic. We had a great time. God, we had such a good time there. But the 103, I'm telling you, with all of this new stuff with the Night Titans coming out, yes. let's just say, let's just yeah. say Night Titans Holy for 103. Holy moly. Are you serious? Uh, Hold on. Oh, uh, yeah. I should let Caleb tell the story a little bit better about what that class is. Let, let, let's save that for the schedule. We'll talk about it when we do the schedule. Oh, oh you're a tease. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to make everybody listen to the end of this show. <laughs> you're going to make him wait? <laughs> oh awesome. Well, that's awesome. awesome. I'm, I'm totally looking forward. Any large vehicle classes, which it sounds like you're kind of hitting at right now, sound fantastic. Uh-huh. That That's absolutely right up my alley. Um, so I'll give, I'll give you another hint. It's called heavy metal. Yes, perfect. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, yeah, I've still got to do your 102. So, like, I need to go to one, find a 102 in Texas first, and then I can go to 103. Even though I feel like they're not related, like you probably don't have to go to 102 to yep. go to 103. They're, yep, they're they're all standalones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you'll be all right, but. But I mean, why chance it? You why chance it? Exactly. All. You got to get them all. You can't. <laughs> I the, can't be sitting next what, to Josh Morgan in the class and him like have his 101 and 102 badge. And I'm just like, no, nah, I, I missed that. No, one. I, I can't have that. <laughs> so the, the, for, for, for your, your listeners who aren't kind of aware of what we're talking about. So the 102, the 101 is the class that you just took. Um, and it's geared towards... I think we talked about this in previous podcasts. It's geared towards the the newish airbrush artist, yes. um, new to intermediate level. Um, it's it's designed to to give you confidence and to um, make you comfortable with your airbrush, make you comfortable with your paints, learn how to prep paints, read paints, so you're not relying on what other people are telling you or what recipes other people are using or or the thinners that are suggested from other people. You learn how to 
<clears throat> how to read everything. And I hope that's what you guys took away from that is that you learned a lot about how to listen to your airbrush, read what your airbrush is doing, and make the adjustments you need to have so that you can have a successful airbrushing session. It's not frustration. Um, and we, we also went into a lot on paint prep, and we learned some different materials to use, some different mediums, I guess you'd call it, with the inks and stuff like that. So um, it's it, it, it borders into creating some more advanced skills, but it still stayed relatively relatively light on the real heavy technique i would say um and then the, the 102 what the 102 is is now that you've kind of developed a little bit of affinity with your brush we use the our our base coating brush a lot we really didn't touch our detail brushes too much uh in the 102 you're going to go in and and rely on your detail brush the 102 is is made to teach you how far you can go with an airbrush um in one of the parts of the class, we're, te we're painting on this orc, this uh, um, Black Sailor's orc is, is what we teach on. It's a 75 millimeter figure. So the figure is a little bit larger, um, not larger than the Dreadnought, but it is larger than a 28 mil figure. But you actually have to go in and paint the mouth of the, the orc with his teeth, his tongue, everything. You paint it with the airbrush. And the students, one of our students, Justin, over there at the independent characters said, well, wouldn't this just be easier to paint with a brush? And I said, yeah, you probably would. But we're going to see how far we can go with the airbrush, how far we can push our abilities. So you actually go in and not only do you paint the teeth white, but you have to go in and paint the plaque into the gum line. Um, <laughs> it it, it, it right. sounds very intimidating. <laughs> it sounds very intimidating. But by the end of the class, people are like, wow, I had no idea what i could do with an airbrush and that was the goal of that class you 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 learn a lot more in masking we didn't really go over masking too much we went over stencil work a little bit in the class um masking off stripes and doing stuff like that in this class you're actually going to mask to do base coating because we're doing cloth we're doing skin tones we're doing leather we're we're doing all this stuff you've got to come in and learn how to mask off so you can use the airbrush more instead of just painting a base coat and then using the brush to paint details we're actually going to mask off and start to paint details with the airbrush it's it's really enjoyable um it's definitely the next step in airbrushing um and that was the goal is to just get people not only more confident with their airbrush but get them to the point where they're what would you call it uh i don't want to say arrogant with their airbrush but they're just like dude there's nothing I can't paint with my airbrush. Just confident. Uh, and that's the goal. Just confident. Right. You just, just, <laughs> you're just, yeah, yeah, you just have all of that confidence. Um, so that's the goal uh, in, in the 102. And then uh, from there, we expand into just enjoying your airbrush more. And that's where the 103 class is going to come in, teach new techniques. A lot, lot, a lot more brush work is going to go into the 103 um, than just the airbrush, but it's going to be enjoyable. So, anyways, um, that was kind of my preamble for for the class. No, absolutely, man. That's like that's the perfect explanation on how 101 went, and you you sold me on 102 with your 101 class. But I'm pretty sure you just sold more people on your 102 class just by explaining what it was, and just just touching base on your 101, man. Like it hands down demystified the airbrush. Like it's like as simple as that sounds. Like. Yes, we like we. You took it a lot long, uh, further in steps, but like you did more than any like YouTube video could do for anybody, and like hands down, like demystified like how it worked. Like you took the airbrush and you made it like a 
like you explain like explaining a hammer to like a caveman it's like you use this head to do this and this pulls up nails like breaking everything down <laughs> to where the air came out to how the air cycles around and where how it pulls the pain out and you know everything like that just like hands down like once you like break it down to like the simple this does this which does this and this it like helps you so much to realize like i'm messing this up it's doing this why would it be doing this everything up into this point is working fine so that means that this has to be a problem and like that was like you know especially like for like all of us new airbrushers out here who just like why is this doing this this doesn't make sense like why would i throw it away <laughs> like new airbrush gotta buy a new airbrush like hands down <laughs> like change the whole game so like all of our listeners out there right now who are listening to the paint episode because you are a new painter and you're looking for how to do it these guys these guys right here are the way to go <laughs> you got it <laughs> awesome i like that demystifying the airbrush i might steal that yeah absolutely it's all yours because oh, <laughs> that's, that's what you fun. did that's what you did that's a fun one i love that <laughs> <laughs> i wrote it down my, i wrote it down in my notes <laughs> <laughs> so i sent you guys some questions okay so we've been asking every painter that we've been getting on this show these what is it one two three four five six seven eight questions okay so mm-hmm. we've been asking every every painter and so we just basically these are going to be like the questions that like all of the listeners who are new to painting wish they could ask all the professional airbrushers and painters and artists out there and so mm-hmm. we got them for you so i'm going to ask you these questions and then if y'all want to take turns because you got both of you artists so it's a uh, and if you have any like uh, tips and tricks you'd like to throw in there for like new listeners, we definitely, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Uh, we've heard some weird, some wild stuff from James Wapple, so like you gotta you gotta step your game up, guys. Like you definitely oh, gotta man. step your game up. That, that, that guy is so against the grain. It's awesome. <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah, he's so raw, and real. He's he's so far outside the box. He's in another box. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> That was a, a thirty-minute interview that turned into a four-hour Skype call. Like it was totally like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, that's yeah, awesome. He was just, he was so just cool happy, like chill and hang out, man. That's like the that's like the Bob Ross of miniature painting. Oh, absolutely! I oh, love Jim. I you, love Jim. Every time you talk to him, you learn you learn something, and it doesn't have to be about painting. I mean, the man knows. I think the man knows a little bit, if not a lot, about everything. I just want him it's to. So ex- fun. I just want him to explain color theory while like I'm going to bed, like just his his voice is like so soothing and like just like you know, like he's, I feel like he tuck you in too. He's like shh, and then walk away with his arm. Awesome. <laughs> so okay, so the first question is, how many years have you been painting? So who wants to start? I can start. All right. Um, so I, I have been painting. Um, seriously, painting. I've been painting since two thousand nine, the end, end of two thousand nine. Um, I played a little bit of forty k back in like nineteen eighty seven, okay. and I dry brushed. I knew I, I learned how to dry brush back then. Yes. I think that was the extent of it. Um, and then um, I quit forty k back then. Uh, I probably pay, played for about a year or so for Rogue Trader, 
Um, and then right around 2009, I, uh, long story, long story, I won't bore everybody, but that's when I started painting. I, I originally started gaming, got into painting to paint my miniatures. Uh, 2010 is when I started competition painting. Um, and that's when I started going after golden demons and the rest is history. What was that catalyst though? Like what, what, like, so like I've, I've been playing Warhammer for a while now, but like, I've never like sat down like, you know what? I'm gonna go for that golden demon, you know? And especially it sounds like you like, just like came back in it and we're like, Hey, I'm just going to knock this out. I'm going to be the best at this portion of the hobby. Like what? Like what, what, what made that happen? Um, so I, I started gaming, and for some reason, painting just clicked. I was able to paint decently well. I wouldn't say that anything was, like, super terrific, but I was a decent painter for armies. Um, and, well, for army, I'd only painted one army. I've been playing about six months. I've been playing 40K, got into 40K for about six months, and there was a competition at the store, that I, the local gaming store, and it was a squad painting competition. And um, uh, I entered it. And took second place in it. Uh, I lost to a, an actual golden demon winner. Uh, there's a there's a funny story between behind that. Will, if you're listening, you're a cheater. Um, anyways, oh, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I always remind about it. So um, uh, after the competition, the judge was a local painter who was a golden demon winner, and and he said, "Man, I really like." I did a Harlequin squad. And uh, he said, man, I really like what you did, and you definitely have some good basis skills. Why don't you start painting more with me, and I'll kind of teach you some stuff. So we, we painted for about about three months, and he just kept encouraging me to get better and better. And then we went back to that Harlequin squad and did a little more work on it. He, he started to show me some of, of how to blend and everything. I didn't know how to blend or do any of that stuff. Um, so he started showing me some stuff like that and talked me into going to games day. So I, we went to Chicago, um, entered, entered Golden Demons. I got a finalist pin. I was pretty excited about that. And uh, I was like, man, this was really cool. But I was still a gamer at heart. And then when we got back here to the West Coast, um, down at a store in, in the Bay Area, uh, Matthew Fontaine came down. He's a pretty prolific painter. He'd won a lot of Golden Demons. He's a... Um, Canadian, French Canadian guy, and phenomenal painter. Took a weekend class painting with him, and that that was the that's what clicked. And from that point on, my focus was more on painting, less on playing. I still played tournaments. Um, I was at Adepticon for like three years playing tournaments and stuff like that. But at that point, I was going for best of paint rather than best general. And then just. I don't know. That was the catalyst in 2010. I, I got my first demon, and from there, I just kept working at it. That's so crazy. That's so crazy that like you're like not only do you like sell the classes, but you're also a product of these like one-on-one classes, like like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you found people to teach you and like to give you the hands-on, and like that's definitely what helped you. I mean, it sounds like you're a good painter already, but you definitely had these people to show you the techniques that the forbidden knowledge. And well, it, that's, that's the basis for what we do. And for what a lot of the high end painters do is they all learn from somebody and it's kind of your responsibility to share because I, I didn't invent anything that I'm doing. 
I've just learned and and adapted what other people were teaching me and stuff like that. So it's your it's kind of my responsibility to pass that on to other people too. And we've done that through you know we started out with WGC and and doing the videos and doing the convention classes, and then I met up with Cat and we started doing CK Studios, and we just have continued this hobby hangout out everything it's all community driven it's about building the hobby community mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so cat how long have you been yep. painting i'm sitting here trying to wrap my brain around that um i think i started painting in 2011 on miniatures okay <clears throat> i think that was around the time um i want to say it was right before like arcadia quest and uh, right before Arcadia Quest became one of the um, the the chibi and the miniature, the chibi miniature type board games came out. Um, I was in shopping for board games and saw Malifo up on the um, the shelf, and I had been painting, uh, doing art for I've been doing art for over thirty years. I was studying in college and that kind of thing, and it just kind of I was like looking at those models and I thought I could try that. Something a little bit different as far as gaming goes. Grabbed it and fell in love with it. And just, I kind of went from there. And oddly enough, Caleb was the first person I actually took a formal class from down at my um, game store. Gosh, that was like five or six years ago now, I think, Caleb. Wow. That was a long time ago. So he was actually my very first instructor for it. Um, so I've been painting, yeah, probably since 2011, and um, it just, it literally came from a love of gaming for me, and just kind of has gone in a lot of different directions since then, because <laughs> now I'm helping teach people for 40k, so it was a big leap. <laughs> That's that's so wild, so like, it's like, it's always like, re, like definitely like reassuring to hear that like, you know, some of the some of the people that we had on, you know, I'm not saying names or anything, but like, yeah, I've been painting since 1988, and you're just like, oh man, of course you're good at painting now. You've been painting uh-huh. for like 30 years, like, come on. But you know, it's it's kind of nice to hear the like the 2000s numbers, and especially like you know the mid 2000s, because at this point it's like, man, okay, so they were just like hyper accelerated, like painting wise in my mind like they they definitely like as long as they put their their head to it they were just like great painters in a, a relatively quick time compared to like oh yeah i've been painting my entire life this is what i do i've been doing it since i was a kid my father did it you know so mm-hmm. exactly definitely definitely and then to hear that like you guys took classes like it's like it's it's almost like you can't hear about somebody being a professional painter or a good painter great painter without like them explaining it's like yeah i took this class or you know i learned from this person so mm-hmm. yeah it sounds like i think um, um i think one of the, w- the ways because caleb and i have talked about this a whole bunch of times and one of the ways that art is a way of transferring information down through generations love that and this is this is just one of the formats of art and in the tradition of art, we're all doing the same thing for each other. We're kind of carrying on the story of how to do this art. And it's such a relatively new art form that we're all kind of in the middle of writing its story right now. We're all part of it becoming something and evolving 
every time someone teaches a class and every time someone passes that on to someone else. And so it's, if you break it down to that point where this is really an, an art form and for so many people out there that are making a living doing this as an art form, that's kind of a, a, a really neat side of it to be on where we, we can encourage people to carry that or that's so true like I, so true. I could not agree with that more uh i think since i've taken y'all's class i've taught probably like six people your airbrush cleaning method like like just oh how gosh. to clean the airbrush and like that's like that was like you know forbidden knowledge like that just like just didn't come out of nowhere like you know it, nobody nobody sits you down when you when you go to the airbrush store and teaches you how to clean it like <laughs> nobody does that oh. it, and it's like nobody like nobody on YouTube teaches you how to like keep your airbrush clean as you're going along except for you guys of course except for you guys so so uh, it is it is definitely like definitely giving each other knowledge that's awesome so the next question I had on here and this has been the controversial one amongst everybody all the painters was do you prefer a brush or airbrush for your miniatures? Oh, I got to go first. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, you know what? Unfortunately, you're going to get the same answer that everybody else has been giving you. And it's a conjunction of both. I mean, the airbrush isn't replacing the brush. It's just another tool. Um, you know, that would be like asking, well, what do you use? Do you use a round point brush or do you use a chisel brush to paint on canvas or, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's just another tool. We're, we're, it's still a brush. We're still using a brush. Yes, it's an airbrush. And I know that some people are like, oh, airbrush is cheating. But as you see in the classes, it takes just as much time and effort to learn to airbrush properly as it does to brush properly. It's just a, a different tool. It's a, it's a different medium to get techniques done. But it'll never repro replace the brush. And as you saw in our in the 101 class, uh, eventually we still went back to the brush because there's a time and a place for all of those. Uh, even you know a toothpick, there's probably a time and a place for that. <laughs> I don't paint with a toothpick, but I'm sure Wapple was telling you guys about that. <laughs> it's like a toothpick gun. Like so, he, he he has a special right. a method of painting specifically with toothpicks that. He didn't get into, but he, he he has a method for painting with fingers. He has a method for painting with his hair, um, and then those are all true stories. So, <laughs> it's grass painting. Man. Anyways, anyways, that's my answer. Is is that you? You'll need both. The airbrush is just such a wonderful tool to speed up your painting. Um, we were talking with Reese from Frontline earlier today, and he was talking about how base coating. He used to spend hours base coating his models with brushes, oh. with a standard brush. And Why? he's like, I got an airbrush, and I kick myself. He's telling me, he's like, I kick myself because I resisted an airbrush for so long because brush painting is how you paint. And he was so adamant about that. And then he got the airbrush, and he's like, God, I was an idiot. It's just, It's just a... A, a, a time saver it's not a replacement it's just a time saver yeah it, the 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 airbrush plus the hair dryers like man what have i been doing it's like finding <laughs> right? finding glue accelerator for the first time like it, it's so wild <laughs> to me 
It actually, it looks like we actually just lost Cat. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I, I thought she was kind of quiet for that question. So, looks like she uh, had her headset crash on her. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. No problem. They haven't had time to replace your headset in this all this traveling you've been doing. So we'll continue on. Yeah. All right. So. The next question we've been asking everybody is what are some tricks that you learned with your preferred application medium that you kind of like want, like you wish like, man, I wish I would have known this when I was a new painter, you know, like what are, what are Um, some tricks that like, like, I mean, just going back on my last statement, like I can't believe there's still people out there that don't know about glue accelerator. Like this, there's still people running around this day and age that don't know glue accelerator is a thing, and just sitting there holding their models for like hours, right? All the time, right? I, I think I, I think I still do that. Oh my! I don't God. like how how fragile the accelerator makes the glue. Sometimes it's irritating, but <laughs> I have I have some awesome glue that it like burns your fingers when you touch it. It's probably not very healthy to use. Probably getting carcinogens all over from it. I'm pretty sure um, uh, that smell, though, like it's like smelling gasoline. You know, you just keep you're okay with it. Like you know, you just keep. Uh, <laughs> you're like I'm all right with this, but it probably is making a tumor. <laughs> oh yeah, um, as long as it knows how to paint, I think it'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, 100. percent So what are some? Uh, tricks? So what are some? What are some tricks that I've learned? Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably just. There's so many tricks. I, I can go on and on about miniature painting and, and the use of proper brushes. And um, I, I know that you just had James on and he talked about <laughs> terrible brushes that he uses. He sure did. I can't paint that way. I got to have <laughs> quality brushes. Quality brushes made such a difference in my painting um, and, and certain techniques. So I'll, I'll stick to airbrushing. And I would say probably one of the biggest tricks that I learned with airbrushing was the use of inks and transparents um, going outside of the the miniature genre and learning to paint from uh, people such as Casey Love um, some of the movie magic guys the guys that do the the, the Casey was involved with like aliens um, doing the costumes for that and uh, Predator etc cetera, etc cetera. and he showed me transparents and he's the one that showed me inks um, really changed the way uh, the techniques I can use with the airbrush with the inks. I absolutely love how inks shoot through the through the airbrush. You guys saw in the class one of my favorites is the GW glazes. Um, oh, yeah. I just go crazy over those things. Uh, I would say that is probably the biggest. I wouldn't say it's the biggest. I I don't know what the biggest trick or technique that I've learned is, but definitely the transparency. Um, learning to use the inks because they they travel through so different, so many different mediums. Um, the Nurgle effect, the class where I teach people how to paint a Nurgle marine, um, doing the the raw effect, you know, the rusting and streaking, everything like that. Being able to use an ink and and isopropyl alcohol to replicate what you get using oil washes without the mess of oil washes. Uh, mm. There's just so many things I do with the inks. I could have we could have a whole show on just using acrylic inks, but I would I would say that's one of my big changes right now. Man, I would say like this is the year for inks, man. Like I I, I think Dollarani pulled their 
pulled their inks from uh, from Hobby Lobby like way too soon. Like it's, uh, I don't think like if they if we would have just known. Like if you would have just spread the good word a little sooner. Like I, I, <laughs> I wish I, I wish I got like a cut of all the inks that we've sold to everybody. And it's like a pyramid scheme because I teach a few people the inks and the classes and they go out and teach a few people and they teach a few people. And I mean, Justin is like a huge proponent of inks. He talks about inks to everybody. I was like, man, I need a cut of that. It's like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> we, uh, we mentioned, oh, well. like we mentioned the dollar Rowney on the show pretty, pretty regularly, especially after the, the t- taking the class you would not be you'd be surprised at like how many people end up in our inbox like hey what was that company that you guys were talking about inks wise they're like jalaroni like dularoni like <laughs> how do you spell that and it's like oh it's dalaroni here they are and it's like oh thanks yeah. so so yeah if y'all would have that's awesome i just i love <laughs> hearing that i absolutely love hearing that again it's that whole sharing you know what i mean i love when i i hear people that are picking up those techniques and just learning all the techniques that took me so long to learn you guys are foregoing the hardships that i had to learn that's that's nice at least you know like next time before you start introducing some new thing to your class that you learn like you can invest in the company before (laughs) (laughs) like just play the market a little bit just know before you like you know even if they're little penny stocks you know just dump a little bit of money into dollar rowney and then who knows (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you could probably pick it up pretty cheap right now yeah Uh, if you can find them (laughs) <laughs> so anyway what was the next question we had in here so that was inks and transparents and those transparents really make a huge difference in the the filters that you you teach so those yeah. are amazing <laughs> it's awesome uh oh so this next one how much time do you spend per model and this is an interesting question. I had to think about this for just a little bit because there's a lot of variation to it. Um, so if we're talking a uh, Primaris Marine that I'm going to paint for a tabletop army I'm going to play, I'm going to probably spend about 20 to 25 minutes on, <coughs> excuse me, on that model. Um, and that should get it to a high tabletop quality, to my high tabletop quality. The dreadnoughts that we paint in the 101 class would fall under that level. Um, I can do that dreadnought in probably about 20 minutes oh from start goodness. to finish. Good luck. Um, so I dreadnought in the trash real quick. <laughs> well, and that's what I was talking to you about in the class is that once you develop these techniques, you'll gun through it. I mean, I can, I can base coat, you know, uh, not just base coat, but base coat, shadow, highlight, be ready for edge highlighting on an entire squad in maybe an hour. Um, so the more models you make, the less time it takes because your time is in color changes, is in the, uh, the adjustment of the airbrush, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, you just process line through the models. It becomes faster and faster the more you do. Uh, so for tabletop, it, it'll be anywhere from 15 minutes to maybe an hour, depending on the size of the model. I can, I can knock out um, a night in probably, well, I don't know how fast I can knock out a night. I haven't really tried to speed paint those, but I was doing riptides in about three hours, start to finish um, for, for above tabletop quality commission work. 
Um, so commission work, tabletop stuff like that is pretty quick. When we get into com competition models, um, I'm looking at Mortarian right now. He's sitting on my on my desk, and I would say that I probably have, on estimate, probably about 40 hours into him right now. Oh man! And I I, I probably have another 30 to go. To to fin to finish him to competition level, um, so there's a there's a quite a variation depending on on what I'm after. Absolutely, man. That's but like that's such like a real answer. Like I, I'm so glad you you basically explained like, look, if I'm doing like tabletop, this may, like 20 minutes, you know, like I can knock this out real quick. Like I can get it done, and like that's so true. Like that that's 100 percent true. Like I I can't. I, I don't even know what I'm trying to think what how long it would have taken me to paint a single Terminator before your guys's classes like that and I, I it kind of blows my mind. I was like man I probably would have batch painted it but it probably would have taken me I wouldn't have airbrushed it it probably would have taken me you know two or three hours just to get like a base coat on you know and now it's like <laughs> man like yeah I can probably get all of those guys done in two hours like real work put in so and that's with hair dryer of course and stuff like that but like you sure know, putting your time in that's absolutely where all the hours go and stuff <laughs> like that. so absolutely cool answer man that's you hit both ends of the spectrum on that one so the next one what are your preferred paints so this is a difficult one i'm sure but um what are you feeling right now uh, i absolutely love the new Citadel air paints. Oh. Um, I mean, and yes, it's an odd answer. And a lot of people are like, man, I can't even get those things to shoot. And I've heard that from a ton of people. They're like, I hate the new Citadel paints. I can't get them to shoot. Blah, 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 blah. I love them. They have the silkiest smooth finish to them. Sure they shoot through the airbrush. So nice. Um, I, as much as I love the paints, I dislike the pots. So you got you got to you got to switch them out to to the bottles. That's just that's what you got to do. Um, and and I know GW won't switch as much as I would love to see them switch. I know they're not going to switch from the pots, but um, yeah, Citadel Air by far is my favorite. Uh, a, a runner up and a distant runner up would be Vallejo. Uh, it just doesn't have the finish that the Citadel has, and. It, you guys took my course. You guys heard me talk about flat finishes and how much I like smooth, flat finish on my models. Absolutely. Um, I'm very much about controlling. We talk about painting with light. And when you have glossy models, it's hard to paint with light. When you're using some of these paints like Minotaur and uh, P3, stuff like that, they have a little bit of a glossy finish to them. Um, and I'm not saying that those are bad paints, but for me in particular, I like that very smooth, very flat finish. So uh, Citadel is definitely for air. When it comes to brush paints, man, I'm all over the place. I have, I have Privateer Press. I have Reaper. I have Vallejo. I have uh, G. I, I don't like the GW brush paints very much. As much as I like their airbrush paints, I don't like their brush paints so much. Um, so I'm usually, I'm usually using, I say 90% of the time I'm using either Reaper or Vallejo, um, for, for the majority of my painting. Uh, I do have some scale 75. I like scale 75 quite a bit also. What's a, what's the trick behind Reaper? Like with, with the paintbrush? Like, 
I picked up a whole bunch of Reaper paints, and, like, I just don't... Like, I can't get it. Like, it's like painting on a gel, like a jelly. Like, it's not really, like, painting yeah. paint. Like, you know, you might be talking about having the Bones line of Reaper paints. So, uh, Reaper makes a couple of different lines of paints. I like the HD line is, is the line that I like a lot. Um, the majority of mine are the HD or the Master Series. Those two lines I like a lot. They just released, relative, I mean, by just within the last few years, they released a line called Bones. And what those are designed to do is they're designed to paint on Bones figures, which are like this, this flexible white plastic. Okay. And what happens is if you have a, a, an acrylic paint that doesn't have a lot of latex in it, has a lot of acrylic, it becomes uh, rigid. It won't flex. And so on these flexible models, it cracks. And this is just an assumption. I haven't, I haven't talked to Anne. I, I don't have this like confirmed for me. This is just my suspicion is that the, this bones line that they developed, they added a little more latex into it and to allow it to flex just a little bit more so it doesn't chip and break off of the bones figures. And I think that's why it's called the bones line. Um, and I, I had a really hard time painting with that line because it was very gel-like. Um, I didn't like it. One, I don't know if it's a hint, but with Reaper paints, I paint with a wet palette. Okay. So I'm always thinning with water. Um, that might have a lot to do with it, too, is that I, I, I paint with a wet palette. So um, that right. could adjust how that, that paint performs. So I haven't really had a problem with the Reapers. I'm gonna have to go check. Uh, like, well, I, I'll, I'll look at it and I'll, I'll confirm with you after the whole interview and everything like that. I'll let you know if that you probably called it. But I just saw a little Texas on the bottle. I was like, I have to like these paints. Like, I don't care what it takes. Like, I'm gonna figure them out. I'm gonna like them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, there's a little Texas. I'm looking at them now. There's a little Texas on them. So. <laughs> I learned that at depth. Of I was like, I don't care what it takes. I'm gonna love these paints no matter what it takes. So, <laughs> so awesome. yeah. But yeah, they were jelly. So the next question, do you have any preferred brands, like something that somebody should look out for or, you know, like some sort of like, um, you know, if you could, like if you were wearing the, like the, the NASCAR jumpsuit at like all of your, all of your uh, painting events, like what would you wish that could be on that NASCAR jumpsuit? Preferred brands. I do have a couple of preferred brands, I guess um, for white paint. If you're struggling with finding a good white paint, like a solid, real white, Always especially nice. if you're getting more into into detailed painting and you want to get more into the display quality and very high end tabletop and stuff like that, Schmenke, it's a it's a German company. It's spelled S C H M I N C K E, Schmenke. They make acrylic artist acrylics. It comes in a like the squeeze tubes. It's it's a very thick paint. It makes the most fantastic titanium white um, that, that there is out on the market. I love it. The guys at Massive Voodoo and uh, uh, Ben Comets, when he was with, uh, oh, goodness, I can't remember the name of, of their company before. Uh, anyways, when I was painting with them, they, they kind of hooked me on the Schmenke white, and I love it. It's, it's my go-to white for for super bright colors so uh, i would say that's a brand um for paint brushes um i'm not a big fan of the 
of the Winsor Newtons. I know everybody's going to be like, ooh, boo, hiss, hiss. Um, I started out painting with, with the Raphaels. And when they changed their manufacturing, the quality of the brushes just dropped. So I've been searching for good brushes. I found some good ones with Sharfs. Um, I really like like the Rosemary and Company, um, stuff like that. But one brush that I, ju I just got sent just a little while ago, and I've really been using it a lot, is the new Artist Opus brushes. Um, you guys have probably heard about them. They, they had a big kickstart and all that stuff. Yeah. They've sent me out a few samples, and, man, I am terribly, terribly impressed with the brushes. They are super good quality um when you get into some of my more advanced classes i think we talked about the a brush and why a brush needs to hold a point yes. in our class did we Absolutely. yes <clears throat> so i mean and we definitely we definitely uh, expand on that for my technique and like if you listen to waffle he's gonna be like dude i go down and buy walmart brushes <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> for, for my for my technique of painting and for the 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 techniques for blending and um, just a lot of what I do and a lot of what a lot of the more conventional artists and I, I hate to I hate to to make that distinction but a lot of them paint with a style that you need a very fine tip of your brush because that's how you control how the paint is you're not using the tip of the brush just to like make dot eyes and make super small lines but you the, a, a very fine tip on a brush controls how that brush spreads the paint how it's going to blend the paint how it's going to uh wet blend spit blend you know yada 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 um and i it's very important to have good quality brushes. And that's why Winsor Newton has been such a great company for people to use is because for the most part, they've had very high quality, but in the last few years, their quality has been slipping and you have to do what's called wet testing. You pretty much buy a brush and you need to lick the brush and see how the point is. And then you flex the point and then lick the brush again. And if it comes back in and holds a really nice point, you have a nice brush. Unfortunately, if you're buying the Windsor Newtons online, you don't get to test your brushes. And you, I found that I've gotten quite a few brushes that just weren't great quality. They end up going into a box of just work brushes. Um, so I, I'm really digging these artist Opus brushes. Uh, I've only been painting with them for a few weeks now, so I don't know what their long-term durability is. But their initial durability and um, just... The, the function, the body of them, everything. I'm very impressed. If, if you're looking for a new brush out there, um, take, take, definitely take a look at the Artist Opus. I don't think you'll be sorry with them. They're, they're pretty nice brushes. Um, I think that's kind of it for brushes. Um, for paints, like I said, the, the Citadel Air are, in my opinion, they're, it's, again, my opinion, uh, they're hands down the best. That's awesome. Um, man, I think that's it. I didn't realize oh, there was and then a market if you're for, like, for... pre-licked brushes, but, like, that seems like... I don't know if I don't know if it's, like, pre-licked. I, I don't know if I don't want to buy a brush that's pre-licked, but... Uh, the other thing is, if, if you're looking for a brush box, there's no better place to go than CK's Wood for brush boxes. CK's Wood. <laughs> brush boxes. <laughs> I need to pick me up on the brush. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't show you the brush box in the class. No, I must have missed that part. You got special brush boxes. Oh. 
Yeah, I make I make a brush, uh, a box. It's a wooden box that all your brushes will go in. You can put it on your desk, and it helps to organize your brushes and hold all of them and keep them safe and stuff like that. I'll, I'll send you a picture, and if you want to put it in the show notes or whatever for people to take a look at, it'll explain more. I thought I showed you that in the class. Man, I blew it. Man, I'm looking at four brushes, five brushes right now scattered. Like, it's 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 chaos over here right now. And nothing to hold these brushes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look. Yeah, I gotta show. I gotta. I'll, I'll send you a picture of the brush marks. I can't believe I didn't show you guys that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm slacking. I'm lo- I'm losing my edge. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's why. You, that's why you have the class in the first place. Push the brush right? boxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So next one. Could you give us a story of a time you fucked up? <laughs> Come on. There's oh, gotta be one in there. <laughs> there is. So many. There is so many. Um, man, what what would be a good a good story? I man, I don't. I, I do it all the time. I, I mean, from <laughs> classes to to cousin. All right. Well, I, you know, I have the greatest story, and it's the story I love to tell. Yes, um, here it is. So I, I was commit. I was commissioned painting, and. Um, I get this commission. A guy guy contacts me and says, Hey, I, I want to get a couple presents done for some friends. Christmas presents. Do you think you can handle it? He sent me the details of it. And in the details, one was like a, um, a Archangel's Tech Marine on a bike. And then another one was um, like an Archon, a Dark Eldar Archon. And then one of them was a Slaneshi Demon Prince. And so I, you know, I, I, Gave him some concept ideas and stuff like that. And he agreed to the contract. And I got the models. And um, as I'm starting to put the models together, he contacts me one day and says, Hey, so I'm going to ask you something that's going to be kind of weird. And if you're uncomfortable with it, let me know. But I really want to do something really fun for one of my friends for their gifts. And I was like, okay, go ahead. And I, I, I have a pretty crass sense of humor. Um, so I said, like, yeah, go ahead. So he said, okay, bear with me. You can cuss on this. On oh, yes, yeah. uh, podcast, right? Okay, oh, good. Of course. Um, of course. Well, I mean, it's not cussing, but it's still kind of like rated R a little bit. But, anyways, it's all good. Uh, Puppy. He says, he says, he says, I want this demon prince to be like the Lord of Dicks. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, bear with me on this. So, what I want him to do is he's going to be all slanesh, but I want him like to be on this great big giant pile of dicks with just dicks everywhere. And I was like, okay, well, let me kind of put my let me pass my ideas through and see if I can figure this out. So oh. I kind of sat down and started figuring out and I thought, okay, well, you know what I'll do is I'm going to make him, instead of him being like the Lord of dicks on this big pile, I'm going to sculpt the base to he's like on a planet of dicks. <laughs> so he was on this, this rock formation and there's like these little bushes, but all the bushes are dicks and there's this big, <laughs> the roots are all big. And I'm sitting here and it was pretty bad. I'm sitting here and I'm sculpting them, you know, and I'm making big veiny ones and everything. And I'm just <laughs> snickering and laughing to myself. And like, you know, my wife's like, what is so funny? And I show her and she's like, man, you are such a kid. So <laughs> I sculpted this whole base. Um, I replace, I replace his ax with like just this great big giant dick and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I get the thing all painted up. I send him, concept photos of and everything he's like that's awesome it's great dude perfect you know go yeah let's finish it and so everything so i'm finishing up the commission and i go down to my local store and i have one of those um uh 
Campbell War cases. You know, the big clear case. Oh, yeah. It's the half case. So it's a pretty good size one. And I've got about six or seven pieces in there. And I have that piece in there with the other commission pieces because <laughs> I'm just finishing them up. And I go down to the hobby store and they're they're back in the case. And uh, uh, when I get into the hobby store, the, the store owner comes up and says, hey, um, so a kid came in today, kind of younger kid. He's about 10 or 11 years old. He said he came in today and he's super excited and um, he wants to get into painting. And I mentioned that you kind of do classes and he'd like to sit down and have some paint time with you. And I'm like, yeah, right on. I said, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of chilling out today. So today's a perfect day. Cause I used to go down to the hobby store before it closed here. Uh, and I just go down and paint. And then people knew that they were welcome to come and sit down with me and we'd work on projects and they could watch me painting my stuff or if they brought stuff, they could ask questions and stuff like that. So I tell the kid, I tell him, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Well, about 10 minutes in, here comes the kid and he comes in and he's just full of questions. He's sitting there talking to me and everything. And his mom comes in with it. So we're talking and I pull out the tray because I have a bunch of figures on it that are all done. And, you know, there there's a couple of competition pieces in there and everything. I'm showing them examples. And about 10 minutes into the discussion, I'm sitting there and I look at the back of the tray and there's that Slaneshi Demon Prince. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I hope that kid didn't notice it. And right about that point, I look up at his mom and she was just sitting there staring at that figure <laughs> with her mouth on the floor, man. She scooped that kid up so fast and got him out of that store. It was amazing. <laughs> so. Oh man! Sometimes when you look into the eye, terror stuff looks back, man. Like it's right. <laughs> definitely and sometimes it's one eye. <laughs> it's just one eye staring <laughs> back at you. Oh, that poor mom. She's like, yeah, this looks like a fun, <laughs> like this, this, like I can only imagine because like you're like this. <laughs> totally nice guy totally soft-spoken so she's like i could trust my kid with this guy let's go ahead <laughs> there's nothing wrong but with mom why why can't i do that we're gonna go buy you video games <laughs> we're, we're gonna get you into some we're gonna get you some guns and stuff we're gonna get you, oh man we're not this place get away from this place <laughs> so, yeah that was a pretty good story i was like oh man so since then i've been very aware of what figures are in the case and just kind of try to be aware of that. You have to really be aware of that in class, especially in conventions. You know, I have a, I have a few jokes in some of my convention classes that are a little crass and I had to, I had to tone all those down because they were offensive. So yeah, it happens. I would love to see that dick model. If you, if you run across a picture, you know, I got to see if I still have pictures of it. It was, it was amazing. (laughs) It was so much fun to sculpt. I'm just sitting out there. I'm just sitting there laughing like a ten-year-old boy, just tittering as I'm sculpting veins, you know. So <laughs> big veiny bastard. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that poor kid. I'll never forget it. I just imagine that mom's telling that story somewhere. I'm like, and I took him to the store, and these guys they just put dicks on everything. There's just dicks everywhere. Were just, yeah, just everywhere. It was in the bushes. It was horrible. <laughs> They had dicks in the bushes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. Well, man, let's get you. What classes you got coming up? What, 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 All right. uh, let's do some self-shouts out, man. You got well, the floor is yours. Cat, Cat, was, 
Cat was supposed to handle this, so hopefully I don't mess it all up. Um, we've just finalized our fall schedule. I know a lot of people have been hammering us for uh, when the next classes are, when we're going to get to them, where we're going to be, et cetera, et cetera. So we've hammered out the fall season. Um, and here in July, we're up in Victoria, uh, British Columbia for our next class. Unfortunately, that class is sold out. It has been sold out for quite some time. I want to say there's four or five people on the waiting list. So at this point, the likelihood of getting into that class, if you're just hearing about it, is very slim. Um, you can still contact us. And I would say be ready like that day for um, for a phone call saying, hey, we had a student that didn't show up, um, if you're interested in it. But like I said, we, ha we do have a waiting list for that one. So uh, um, that's pretty rough. In August, we're going to be in Boston um, for another class. Or, I'm sorry, Philly, not Boston. Wow, I really messed that up. Um, we're talking to two venues right now, um, trying to just lock down uh, which venue we're going to be at. Um, so we're going we're looking at either alternative games or alternative universe, alternative universes, or we're looking at uh, the gamers Haven Heaven. Um, so either of those, if those near you definitely go in and let the shop know that you're interested in the class that might help us to solidify it but we should have that locked down here pretty soon uh sales for that class should be happening should be happening very, very soon so uh pay attention to the ck studios page for that um that is in in august in september is uh september is the new class september is the 103 i know we've been hinting at that uh, we're super excited for this class this is going to be very unique for us now um, this is the first time that we're going to actually bring in another artist to work with us. So before it was just me and Kat doing the majority of the classes. And we're going to bring in another artist. So the goal is is that we're going to paint on a night, which is the, the timing couldn't be better. Uh, the nights are so hot right now the, with so the new codex hot. and all the <laughs> nights. And the cool thing with the nights is, is even if you don't play with the nights, you can add them to the majority of armor, armies or... With this class, you're going to create your own display model that you would like to have at home. Uh, so the goal is, um, this is the idea, is that we're going to start on Saturday. Again, this is going to be a two-day weekender class. Um, on Saturday, we're going to paint the night in the same techniques that I used for Carl's uh, Reaver Titan. So if you guys got a chance to see Carl's Titan over on Independent Characters, um, I'm going to teach how to do the true metallic metals how to do the weathering, stipling, everything. We're gonna we're gonna completely paint the Night Titan with the airbrush and with the brush on Saturday. It will go pretty quick because the techniques aren't super difficult. Um, but we're gonna go in and and um, do uh, just a lot of the different techniques. We're gonna use inks. We're gonna use washes. We're gonna use a little bit of oils. We're um, the, again dry brushing all kinds of stuff it's going to be a very interesting class um but that's the first day you're going to have a night titan completely done it'll have the osl done on it and all of that stuff the second day we're having sam lentz come up and teach with us so he's going to be mm. joining the ck studios crew um if you guys don't know who sam lentz is uh i'll make sure that cat sends you a link to his page i cannot remember the name of his painting page um Super prolific painter. He's won Golden Demons, um, uh, Crystal Brushes, uh, Privateer Press, Grandmaster, I mean, just et cetera, et cetera. The guy is phenomenally talented, and his freehand work is amazing. 
So on Sunday, once your once your night titan your night is completely painted, um, you're going to sit down with him and you're going to do freehand on the night. And it's not going to be just some basic freehand. You're going to actually go in and do uh, an, an elaborate. Uh, um, I don't know exactly what the design is going to be yet. It's going to have skulls in it and all that stuff because he loves that. Um, but it's going to be an elaborate freehand piece. You're going to learn from like the best how to do freehand, and you're going to spend a good solid day working on the freehand on your class, on your model. You don't need to be an accomplished painter for this. You don't need to already be an artist or be able to draw or any of that stuff. He's going to teach you all the basics for how to do freehand, and then you're going to tune it up as the day progresses. Uh, so the goal is, is that after the two days, you're going to have a display quality night that you can take home to work with or to display or to add to your army, whatever. Uh, so it's super excited. I'm, I'm hyped for it. It's going to be a really, really good class. Yeah. I'm looking right now. It looks like, uh, the art of Sam Lentz, the fantasy art of Sam Lentz is the Facebook page. Okay. So it looks like that's his uh, studio page. So you can go to the fantasy art of Sam Lentz, L E N Z. Yes. And powerful Sam Lentz. That's awesome, dude. And so, yeah, we're super excited about it. So, that's going to be in the Bay Area. Um, we're still locking down the venue for that. Um, we're just negotiating, actually. We have the venue. We're just negotiating um, to make sure we, we try to keep the classes as cost effective as possible. And this is going to be a more expensive class because of bringing in other artists and stuff like that. Um, we're also working on sourcing the nights. We're hoping that one of our suppliers will come through to where we can have a significant discount on the nights, nice. but you're definitely not required to buy the night from us. I know a lot of people already own nights. Uh, there will be some assembly requirements that we're going to put on it. We don't want to have all the armor plates on it and stuff like that. It'll definitely be done in sub assemblies. Um, but anyways, it will be just a slightly more expensive class than our standard um, airbrushing classes. But I, I think it's going to be worth every penny. And like I said, you're going to come back with a, with a display quality night. night. And we, we do plan on expanding this class to other venues. So if you can't make it out to the Bay Area, hopefully we'll make it to your area. But we're booked out until next year, um, until mid-2019. So it won't be before that. Um, so if you want your seat in that one, definitely make sure if you're interested in that class to get on it quickly, cause the seats will sell out for that one fast. I'm, I'm positive of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's, that's September in October. We're going to be in Denmark. We're teaching the 101 and the 102 in Copenhagen, Copen, Cop no, not Copenhagen. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe this, right. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And, and it's in Denmark. Um, but we'll be there. We're going to teach the 101 and the 102. It's it's combination. You can sign up for just the single 101, or you can sign up for the 102 by itself, or you can take both and get a discount on taking all four days of the class. Um, so that's October. In November, we are going to be in Boston. We're we're teaching up at MIT in Boston. Um, that's going to be another 101 class. So it's going to be super fun. Uh, it's going to be very enjoyable. And um, it's cool that we got the hookup for the venue that we get to teach at. So I'm kind of excited for that. And then in December, gosh, did I mix this up? No. Hmm. 
I might have messed up on it. And maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Boston is in December, not November. Um, oh, yeah, you know what? Boston is in December. I'm sorry. I totally messed it up. In November, we're in Texas, in Dallas, for a 102. It's not going to be the Orc 102. It's going to be through scale 75. We're going to yes. paint the Jessica Thunder. The, we're going to paint the Jessica Thunderhawk figure. Um, so it's a 75 millimeter figure. Um, it's still going to have a lot of the aspects of, of the orc that we paint in the standard 102, but we're going to be doing that at scale 75. So uh, if you want to, that's going to be another class that's going to sell out very quickly because scale 75 is going to be behind that. They're going to be pushing that class. So I expect that one to sell out pretty quick. If you're interested in getting in on that 102, make sure that you jump on it as soon as we announce it. Um, or get on the wait list now, but we're just waiting for Brian to get back from Spain and then we should have everything, uh, locked down on that class. So expect to hear, uh, registration for that dropping here in the next few weeks that goes into December, which is, is Boston. And then in January, we're going to be in either Los Angeles area, Southern California, or we're going to be in Phoenix. Uh, we're still bouncing between those two, but either of those areas were kind of leaning, We'll see which way. Um, and then in February, we're at LVO. Uh, if you haven't, if you're if you're attending LVO and you're interested in classes, make sure that you jump on sales right now. I've already heard that like three or four of the classes have already sold out of mine. So um, definitely get in there if you're going to take courses. Fantastic artists are there this year. Andy Wardell's there. Uh, you guys have, have heard of him from MKA and now... Um, uh cult of paint i always forget the name of his new his new uh company but he's going to be there he's teaching that nm that non-metallic metals class if you guys haven't seen his work oh my god it's phenomenal his his door i thought his magnus was fantastic at heresy weekender but his dorn just blows magnus out of the water um, so if you get a chance jump in on that class that's going to be awesome and he's teaching four or five classes there uh Sergio, uh, Cal Calvis. Sergio Calvert, Cal Calvis. Calvis. Yeah. Calvis. He's going to be teaching there. Um, he's, uh, a big child fame, uh, doing all the black sailors, uh, big child models. And now he's kind of branched out onto his own stuff. Fantastic painters. He's one of the, I would say he's one of those painters that I'm following right now and really studying his style because I just love the way he's painting. Um, I'm super excited that he's going to be there. He's got fantastic classes. Um, Lynn Stahl is going to be teaching, you know, Lynn Stahl from uh, Metalhead Minis. Uh, Yeji is going to be teaching classes. Uh, there's a ton of artists that are going to be being, going, going to be there teaching. Kat is teaching some very interesting classes. Um, so instead of a miniature class, uh, she, she, she noticed last year that there was a lot of spouses and people that weren't necessarily involved in painting miniatures or into the gaming scene that were LVO because it's Las Vegas and bring your spouse and stuff like that. So in the hobby area, she is going to be doing classes on Friday and Saturday with canvas painting. And one of them is called acrylic pouring. Um, nice. Super neat, super neat technique. Uh, you're going to take home a canvas painting that you can hang up on your wall. I mean, it's, it's fine art in the literal sense of fine art. Uh, so she's teaching those, and then she's teaching mandalas, which are the little dot painting. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, hopefully she'll put up some more pictures, but if you take a look at CK Studios, she's got a few pictures of some of her work up there. Um, 
So again, there's just such a huge load of classes that are going to be taught at LVO. If you if you're interested in it, if you're going to be in the area, definitely jump on it and take some more classes because um, you know all of these little classes help you just define and become better as a painter. They're totally worth the, the expense. What uh, what classes are you teaching? You totally like um, skipped over all that. Like what, what uh, Mr. Caleb teaching? I'm teaching the basic airbrush class. It's the airbrushing 101. I think it's called getting started actually. Yes, um, yes it is. And it, it, it breaks down. That's a demo class. And what is it going to do? It's going to break down the cleaning technique that you learned. It's going to break down how to prep your paint, how to read your paint, a little bit of troubleshooting for the airbrush, stuff like that. Um, then we're going to have a painting, like a speed painting Primaris Marines class to where we'll speed paint a Primaris Marine. Uh, you'll, you'll pretty much complete a Marine in about an hour and a half with, with all of the different techniques that I use. Um, relatively quick class, but it's, it is a fun class. That's a hands-on class. You, you'll be, uh, using your own airbrush and stuff like that. So you'll go home with a, with a, uh, Primaris Marine. Um, another class that we're doing is the large figure class. We're going to be painting on with the airbrush again. Uh, we're going to be painting on a war jack. Uh, a, a war machines i think that's what it's called is a war machines war jack yeah yeah definitely definitely uh yeah dan dan powerful dan one of our patron supporters actually took that class he said it was worth it oh did he yeah oh awesome awesome yeah it's a very fun class too um you know none of the none of the unfortunately none of the convention classes compared to the weekender so you're definitely not getting everything that you can get out of a weekender, but it's still, you know, it still is enjoyable classes and they, you'll definitely learn quite a bit. Um, so uh, I think that's it for the airbrush classes. There might be one more. I think I'm doing finishing techniques and that's just uh, some of the more advanced techniques that you can do with the airbrush. And I believe that one's a demo Man, I need to look at my schedule. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> And, and then I'm, I'm painting, I'm doing my black and white class. Um, if you guys were at Adepticon last year, you got to, to sit in on that one. That one's very fun. Again, we'll be painting on a Primaris Marine. Um, but it's, it's, it, this is a brush painting class, not an airbrush class. But it goes through the techniques of white and black because white and black tend to be the hardest colors to paint. People really struggle with those. I mean, obviously yellow kind of falls in there, but white and black... If they're not painted properly, it looks like a, a light blue model if you're going for white. And then <clears throat> on the side of black, if you're you're not painting it quite properly, it looks like a gray, a dark gray model, et cetera, et cetera. And I know Ryan probably talked about that because in, in the Airbrush 101 class that he took with us, he painted a, a Raven Guard model. Yep. And so he got to kind of go through the whole technique of painting black. So um, that's pretty much what that class is going to be. Uh, there's another one on um, painting expressive faces. We're going to paint on like a one-tenth scale bust face, um, but we're going to go through all the techniques for how to paint expressive faces, how to create volume and shape and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's an enjoyable class. If you're really interested in kind of upping your game and learning how to paint faces better, uh, this class is for you. And then um, finally, the last class is a freehand class. And this is geared towards the beginner freehand. It's going to break down how to do um, complex symbols, symbols uh, such as I, in the example, we paint a dark angel's emblem. Uh, we paint a fleur de lay. That's the emblem for the Sisters of Battle. And then um, we paint like on a shield and <coughs> on a banner and stuff like that. 
Um, so, and it just teaches you kind of the basics of how to get over the fear of freehand painting. That's, that's awesome. That's that's way cool, man. I definitely, man, a, a, a face painting class for like expressive faces. Like I'm terrible at painting faces. Like I know this is something I like. You know, I, I think about it all the time. It's like my dudes are just basically a blotch of peach covered by some sort of wash. So definitely, man. That's... Yeah, and, we, and there's a few techniques I'll teach. Like uh, I have a very good technique for how to paint eyes so the eyes aren't so difficult and you're not painting these cross-eyed space marines. And, you know, so uh, that's all in that class. It's enjoyable. It's 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 a good class. Stay, stay strong. Stay strong for mother. Stay strong. <laughs> super cool man so it sounds like you you're like you you're booked up till next year man <laughs> like how oh yeah we're we're there there's just there are so many requests for the the airbrushing classes right now um everywhere that we we went and taught 101 they're all asking hey when's 102 when's 103 when when can we get back into it we want to do more and then on top of that we have more people coming out that are going hey you haven't made it to my area we want the 101 so um probably in the future we're looking at, at definitely adding some more artists to this so that we can cover more area um and the curriculum won't change the techniques won't change there might be a little variation because each artist is going to be slightly different but the, the quality will be there awesome i'm gonna be so mad if I hear about everybody signed up for this 102 class in, in Texas, and <laughs> if I didn't hear about it, for, oh, I'll be so mad. Oh, I can tell you. So I'll keep my eye out for that. But uh, Yeah, that should be coming up pretty soon. That's awesome. All right. Man, I think that kind of covers it. So, well, um, if, if you want to get a hold of us, um, the best way to reach us is at CK Studios. On Facebook, we have our Facebook page. I believe the address is, is CK Studios Come Paint With Us is the full name of the address. But if you just do a search on Facebook, it'll come up as CK Studios. Uh, that's that's a great way to get a hold of us if you're interested in any classes. The schedule will be up there. Uh, examples of some of the work we're doing. Uh, you guys' dreadnoughts are up there on the page and everything like that. So that's at CK Studios. Um, you can reach us uh, via email at ckstudios dot art at gmail.com so if you want to send an email to us you, you're welcome to email us uh the best place to find us though is on hobby hangout um if you're not a member of hobby hangout i highly encourage you to join it it's a fantastic community resource um we're we were in the past doing a lot of wednesday workshops um, on every Wednesday, we would get on and we would do techniques for painting. Uh, we did a whole series on videos on how to prep paints, how to prep the different lines of paints, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's always something new every week. We've taken a little bit of time off because we knew this summer was going to be super busy. Um, so just before Memorial Day, we had to take some time off. Uh, we should be back doing workshop Wednesdays here within the next few weeks. I would expect we should be back to doing our regular workshop Wednesdays. But if you want to get any backdated workshop Wednesdays, um, just go to their YouTube page. So look up the Hobby Hangout. Um, click on on the the. It, you need to make sure it's the one that says the Hobby Hangout, not Hobby Hangout. There's actually two two different sites. But if you subscribe to the one that's the Hobby Hangout. 
jump on that um and you're gonna see all of our videos scroll through it vince is on there vince ventrilli with the hobby cheats phenomenal painter the stuff he teaches is just amazing um he's got a great big giant line of videos on there too a lot of great videos and resources and then of course there's the hobby hangout jump on the hobby hangout and you get to to hang out and talk with people live and you never know which artists are going to jump on there. There's there's always people jumping in and out. It's an international um, thing. So if you haven't had a chance, just join Hobby Hangout uh, on Facebook. Just do a search for The Hobby Hangout and uh, put in your request to join. Um, Absolutely, man. We'll make those sure, are the best ways to take We'll make sure both the YouTube channel the Facebook page are both in the show notes. That oh, way perfect. The people just have to go click, but definitely on the right page <laughs> awesome well man i definitely appreciate you coming on like i definitely appreciate you coming on sharing all your tips and tricks uh definitely appreciate everything you've done for me as far as like teaching wise like definitely done, done a lot like more than more than i can I, say thank you for like you definitely I, I i love i love hearing that i just like we were talking before that before we started the recording, we just we love hearing that stuff. That's why we do it. That's what motivates us, motivates us, and drives us in this is making sure that that you know people are just progressing and getting better and better and better. So we're excited. I can't wait to see what armies you come up with. Absolutely, I can't wait till one hundred two. I'll be there, and I'm pretty sure everybody else will. All right, we'll we'll, sell we'll, you we'll save a seat for you. We'll <laughs> save a seat for you. All right, well, let's kick it over some music and we'll move on to the next artist. What's going on, guys? Okay, so we got our first painter here. We got powerful David Sampson with Black Label Painting, my good friend David. What's going on, Dave? That's what's happening. So happy to be on here. So happy to be on here right now. It's just like <laughs> doing good, man. Thanks for having me. All of our listeners right now, man, they're like, "Oh my god, is that is he actually gets to talk to powerful David Sampson? He got he, he got BLP. He got BLP on the cast. Oh my goodness, what kind of strings did he have to pull? Just some asshole from Tennessee. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love you, man. So love you too, buddy. So obviously, this episode, you know, is directly geared towards the new people, which you have no problem dealing with the new painters out there. I know this personally. Oh. I've uh, I've been trained by the sensei over here, powerful David Sampson, and he knows how to take you from the ground level up. And also, man, like he always, he doesn't. There's like no bullshit in David. Like, like uh, black level painting is no bullshit. Like he's gonna give you like the best techniques out there. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> to hear about this. So this episode, I don't. I'm sure you've heard the first, you know, painting episode we did. We try and gear everything that you tell us, like how you would tell it to like a new painter if they were to ask you these questions. And so Perfect. like so let's uh let's hit it off. Let's uh let's see what we got going on here. So first okay. question, uh just pretend like we've never met before and I've never seen you before and like I'm a like a nine year old kid. Mr. Sampson, how many oh, years God. have you been painting? <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, so I started Oh, man. Painting, painting. First time I really started painting was back in 94. Back in 94, whenever I first started getting into the hobby, I was doing a lot of fantasy stuff. So I painted my first thing, which ended up being a box of 30 halideers for the Empire uh, nice. back in like 94. And they look like hammered dog shit. 
<laughs> Hammer dog shit. <laughs> but uh, I, I I started uh, I started getting better the more I did it. So since '94, it's been a long, long time. It seems it like. Is- has it been like nonstop painting for you? Like, is it just like not like ninety four? Okay, like so from ninety four all the way till about two thousands when I started getting a little. You know, I started. I took my little break from two thousand on to about two thousand and eight. When when was when was fifth edition? Was that two thousand eight? Uh, no, yeah, a little later. Yeah, I think it was two thousand. Yeah, I think it was about 2008. Yeah, yeah, 2008, 2009. Because I, I started, I started playing 40k in fifth edition, and then I, I, that's when I started like getting back into it again. So there was a little bit of a break there. I mean, all of us take a break from this hobby. You know, you, we all get get into it all happy go lucky in the beginning, and then we're like, we find chicks. Next that's thing you know, we get married. You're like, you know what? Hey, I could play with her tweeter. I don't want to play with this model no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From like 18 to like 25, you forget about Warhammer for a little bit. And then like you yep. just come back. And then it's like, you know yep. what? <laughs> that was way too much work. I'm going to go back to painting yeah. little men. Yeah. Yeah. No, we all get bills and we all get depressed. And we're like, I need an outlet. <laughs> <laughs> Before I kill something. It's like drinking crack or plastic and resin crack. So most of us, we choose, we choose wisely. Exactly. So, so I guess, uh, like, what at, at at what point did you realize, like, man, I could fucking paint? Like, I'm, a, you know, I'm gonna start doing commissions. Like, that, that, I guess, whenever I picked up an airbrush, like, no joke. Whenever I picked up an airbrush, I I took everything that I learned previously from brush painting, and you know, also in that in that time frame. In high school, I used to do a lot of auto body, and, and we got into painting cars and, and doing stuff like that. So I took a lot of the techniques and stuff that I learned from automotive side and my previous experience with brush painting and then rolled it into airbrushing, and then shit, it was on like Donkey Kong. It, it just, it come really natural to me, which, which freaked me out because I, uh, I started out with a Grex system just like Scott, uh, but I had the pistol grip one. I had the actual, like, you know, the regular trigger airbrush when i got it I, I traded an eldar army for it and oh, when i got that and i yeah i th- it was like a really super nice setup i mean Gr- scott will you know attest to this that, that setups grex stuff is is pretty pretty expensive but uh, i lucked out and traded and traded an, uh, an eldar army for it and uh it, like i said it just come real natural just like the the mannerisms of using the airbrush come real natural like how to hold it and everything all the you know the trigger response you know, I, I lucked out because I learned a lot of that whenever I was messing with uh, paint guns for for automotive stuff. No joke, that's awesome. Yeah. So, like, if you are out there and you have been painting auto body, you and you haven't picked up an airbrush yet for the hobby, then uh, you should totally do it. You should totally do it. You're cheating so yourself. I guess between uh, between airbrush and brush, which uh, which do you prefer? Which method of painting? Uh, I personally prefer airbrush, just because it's quicker. <laughs> uh, mainly, yeah, mainly because it's quicker. But you 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 can't you can't have one without the other. So it's really hard to say one over the other. 
But if I had to choose one over the other, it would definitely be the airbrush. Just because it helps you fly through those models. I've seen what you can do with an airbrush. Yeah, and, and I've I, I just I just feel a lot more comfortable with envisioning a paint scheme in my head or an envisioning an effect in my head, and I can do it with an airbrush. Like I I know how to weather with an airbrush, and it's really it's really simple. So I can do a lot with an airbrush. You just can't you know all the small detail work, of course. Got to use your got to use the normal brush. You got to get it in there. Yep. But one over the other, airbrush all the way. Okay. So the next question that we have up is what are some tricks that you've learned with with your preferred medium? In this case, which would be the airbrush. Like what are some tricks you picked up? Oh, okay. Like that, tricks I picked you, up. That you feel like new people should know. You Well, like I was just said, weathering. Like you can weather with an airbrush. Uh, it's... I started doing it in the beginning before I started using weathering powders. I watched, or I actually, I just, I would see a model that someone weathered. And I'm like, holy shit, how do they do that? And, and I, I just took an airbrush. Let's just say, for instance, I put some brown paint in it, back my pressure way down, and just dusted the bottom of the tracks or the bottoms of, of models' ankles and feet. You can dust it, lightly dust it with low pressure and give it a nice weathered effect. That's one trick that I picked up. I kind of just self-taught myself how to do that one. That's that's another thing. Like with me, it's I didn't. It's a whole lot of trial and error with me <laughs> in my paint my paint style. So yeah, that's kind of how a lot of people can relate with, with to me, I guess, because I'm not. I don't know all the fancy terms, and I ain't got an art art back degree or anything like that. I'm just some some asshole that picked up an airbrush and figured it out along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you just like, you just show up and like, yeah. you figure okay. it out. Me and, me and my fucking ketchup bottle. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig it, man. Taking that, taking that thing to grave with me. Fucking ketchup bottle. So, uh, how much time are you spending on each model that you're, uh, you're airbrushing or painting? I know, I know uh, you're like the speed demon though. Like I know we, What's what's your time on a warlord right now? What's your turnaround time? Something insane. Well, five days. Oh my god! From start from bag to finish, I spent you know the one that's still here took five days. That's the so other one that Joel Ivy got was seven days, and that's because I had to wait on magnets. Jesus Christ! Uh, typically with an army. Oh God. The fastest I've ever been with one of my armies, one of my personal armies, I spend a little bit more time on, on client stuff, but on my personal armies, I did uh, 3,500 points in a week of Mechanicum. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, it was it was fun. What's that looking like? Like that's uh, coming home from work or is like that was like a took a, a five-day vacation and like dedicated it? was uh, it was – yeah, it was – I took the week off after Christmas one year. And you know I'm playing with the kids, and so it was it was me balancing playing with kids and assembling and painting, and it took a week, 3,500 points. God bless. They look good. I, I they look they turned out pretty good. They, oh yeah, I've seen them. They look great. They look fantastic. Like it's uh, it's so happy wild with to be them. Like how how fast you can knock this stuff out. Like I guess I, I guess uh, what like how would you like how like I know you paint so fast. Like you and and uh, Perpetual Painting Dave. Like both of you mm-hmm, guys, that's my like, hero. Like both of you guys just fly through stuff. 
Like, what, what are some oh, tips, like, man? Like, how? Like, how are you? Like, what are you doing? If I get, if I, you got to be able to be focused, and it, it's kind of hard to give tips because it's one of those things. Like, if you're excited about something, if you have excitement, only paint things that excite you, because then you're gonna you're gonna just be 150 percent towards just knocking the shit out. You're gonna want to see it to the end, from start to finish. You know, it that's the biggest thing for me. Like, the stuff that I'm able to knock out quickly is the stuff that I'm excited about and I'm passionate about. Fuck yes. So that's only paint shit you're excited about. (laughs) (laughs) If I ever have, if I have to sit myself down and force myself to paint something, then I'm going to drag ass. Like, it's just like not intentionally either. It's just like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. And then you, you, you have to be excited because you'll never see it to the end. And I think, like, for you, like, because you can paint stuff so fast, you're like, nah, I can knock that out the night before if I have to. Like, I'm not excited about this. So you just, like, keep pushing it off to, like, <laughs> until yeah. the day of. Well, the, the the great thing about that is it's heresy as a whole, like, 30K stuff as a whole excites the fuck out of me. Like, I, I have not, I have not hit a lull with heresy stuff at all because everything about the model's the lore, the fluff, everything just excites me. So that's what's able to keep me going and keep me really knocking stuff out. That's fucking sweet, dude. That's a that's a good thing to stand by. That's a that's fantastic. What uh what are your preferred paints? Like what are your what are your what's the hotness right now for you? Oh man, you know, honestly, I don't I try not to tie myself to one line of paint. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that you guys, you know, you need to ex- Try different mediums. Like, just keep trying different paints. Uh, but the one that is that has kept me intrigued the longest has been the the MIG paints. I really like the MIG paints. Oh, dude, uh, hell yes. The when it comes to metallics, like the metal color from Vallejo, like hands mm. down, that stuff is like butter. It's yeah, pure butter. So. I- those two right there are like my preferred right now. When it comes to like detail work and really nice models, then I I, I go with scale seventy five. That's that's some really good shit. That's pretty that's pretty standard like what we've been hearing. I I learned about the metal paints from you, the Vallejo metal at Adepticon. That changed my life. I'm gonna say that right now. Beautiful. Like like. Beautiful. <laughs> and, and honestly, like I say Vallejo metal, and then like the people will buy those little bottles, like the. Vallejo Air Metals. It's not the same thing. It's not what we're talking about. What are these actually Mm-mm. called? Vallejo. Well, they're it's Vallejo Acrylic Metal Color Airbrush Colors. Yeah, that's what so it says metal on the label. Color. It, it's, yeah. it's not the Vallejo Air Metal. These are no. actually like are they, they alcohol a... based or like are they acrylic based? I don't no. know what they're. No, they're, they're acrylic. They're not alcohol based, and they come in a what is the size of this bottle? It's like a big bottle. It's a fatty. Thirty-two mil. It's thirty-two milliliters. It's, it's a bigger bottle. It's got its own little agitator in there. Some own little agitator. Yeah. yeah. Good shit. Yeah, those are the truth, man. Especially, man. Like, I haven't used it through an airbrush yet. I do have some uh, some dust stuff that I want to hit. Like, I have basically like the dust equivalent of a uh, of a P fifty one Mustang that I want to paint in like mm-hmm. a silver. That like beautiful silver that that has. So like it's. It's wild, man. It's it's crazy how like silver that stuff is. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it through an airbrush. It's you don't have to do anything to it. Pour it in the hopper and go. You don't have to thin it. It's it's good to go. It's already all pre-thinned and ready to spray. It's beautiful. Just make sure you shake it up before you use it. Uh, I have a question on the uh, so. I've recently fallen in love with the AK Interactive paints. Are the mm-hmm. MIG are the MIG paints just like the AK Interactive paints? Like I I know that they like uh, release like a bunch of like similar things. Is it like pre thinned for the airbrush? Like super thin? Like you just like dump it straight out of the? Yeah, all, all the I have not used the AK paints. I will I'm gonna purchase some just so I can try it because now I'm interested. Uh, but the MIG paints, you don't have to you don't have to do anything. They're all pre-thinned airbrush paints. Like and thinner than Vallejo? The, like thinner than the Vallejo Air? They're about the they're a little bit thinner. They yeah. spray a little bit better. That's for sure. They spray a little bit better. So that, that's one I thing find, that I Good. I find that the consistency is just a, it's just a little bit better than Vallejo. Yeah, so that that's a dude. I don't know. It's it always seems like AK and Mig. They kind of release like the same stuff, like just you know, like bottled the same and like just different labels. But like the AK Interactive stuff is so thin and it, like it sprays so good through the airbrush and like it just all that pigment stays on there. And I'm so like I'm intrigued now with the Mig because I've seen the Mig paints and I've seen the Mig airbrush paints. They come in more uh, gamey colors than the AK Interactive ones. The AK Interactives are more like you know. Uh, I guess military colors and all that jazz that I've seen. Well, all so. the ones that I bought, all the ones that I have and use, uh, I picked up at Adepticon the one year, and they are they have more of an earth tone to yeah. them, like a like more more of its set. Their 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 clientele base is like a military monitor modeler. Excuse me. Yep. So oh, yeah. a lot of their color base and their palettes are going to be geared towards military monitors. Uh, Which is is good when you think about it, because a lot of the stuff that we do, we 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 pull from, uh, like the weathering aspect, we pull from the military modelers and the, all the detail oriented uh, factor of the modelers, scale modelers. We try to pull into our hobby. Hell yeah, man! I know that whenever they made that inter- AK interactive uh, rust streaks, they didn't expect somebody to blast it through an airbrush to cover a whole model. <laughs> but, no, no, that shit's that shit's. Yep, that's the bee's knees. <laughs> that's the truth right there. So awesome, man! I'm gonna have to try that make out. I'm, I'm definitely. And uh, you're actually the, I think the third person to say scale seventy five for detail work. Yes, like, scale seventy five. Like just the the paints in general are they're awesome. And if you want a true flat color, there's nothing flatter than 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 scale seventy five. It's really good paint. Like what makes it so much better? Like I don't understand. Like is it just like you put it in on brush and then put it on model and it's just like one layer, one coat, or like yeah, I I found that one layer one layer covers it all. It's like buying that bare expensive bare paint whenever you're gonna paint <laughs> in the living room and the shit's just one coat. That's the that's literally what I can I can I can the only thing I can compare it to is like it's the primer and the fucking color all in one or some shit. You know how they advertise it as the bare paint, but that that's it's it's usually just one. One coat coverage and it's very consistent, very good paint. Huh? Yeah, dude. I uh, so like I feel like I've been letting down all these painter episodes by not picking up some scale seventy five. So <laughs> definitely, I I will I will definitely try some at this point. Yeah, yeah, man. They sell them in the little bitty packs. You you can buy them in like the packs. Um, 
like a fantasy steampunk pack or they get a whole bunch of different ones like the non-metal metallic set i bought that i still haven't gotten very good at that it's it's not easy <laughs> do you have any paints that you're just like stay away from like like paints that you thought were going to be good but you're just like do not try this oh um huh None that I would openly blackball. <laughs> I mean, they've all, they, they all work. Uh, if you're oh, that, yeah. if you're new to this, if you're just getting into this, don't be afraid to go outside the GW wheelhouse. Like Absolutely. a lot of people, they, they stay with Games Workshop paint. They're all like, oh, no, this is good stuff, yada, yada, yada. It is good paint. It is accessible, especially if you have multiple hobby shops in your town. You're going to be able to find it a lot, a lot easier. Like I can't go anywhere in town and pick up any of these MIG paints, so I have to keep an eye on my stock to keep from running out. Or like I did today with this Tamiya, and now I've got to wait who knows how long until that shit comes in. Um, <laughs> so the great thing about GW Paints is it, it's 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 easily accessible. You can go down and, and, and pick some up at the local hobby store. Same thing with most of the the model color for the Vallejo. Uh, don't don't get yourself locked into one paint though. You'd be doing yourself a little bit of a service if you do that. Like try a bunch of different paints. I agree. I agree 100. percent I look at different colors and stuff like that. Like I'll, especially if I like if I like somebody's color scheme, I'll ask them. And a lot of the times they're like, "Yeah, man, I used uh, uh, this." Like like who was it the other day? Uh, uh, Troy. He was using a some ink from like not like not like it's a it's like a silver ink that goes into a pen he was using that through an airbrush and like it was like the best silver like a chrome it was like a chrome it was wild yeah man. like definitely, yeah definitely a lot cool. of those artisan inks and stuff like that you can pick up at hobby lobby those those things are crazy man you can do a lot with them yeah this was it, it was a molotow liquid chrome and it was like a full full-fledged mirror effect just bonkers dude like I'll send you a picture. Like it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy yeah. what you can like you can do with like just random stuff. But just definitely don't hesitate to ask people what they're using because a lot of times they'll tell you without a problem. Yeah, man, I, I am so like if I if I find a product that I really liked, I will fucking scream it from the top of a mountain and let everyone know. Hey, this stuff is awesome. It works really good for me. And just here here recently, it's been all the Mig products, Mig and AK interactive products in general to me. I, I, I look at them both the same, but I think for me, those I get the best look out of those out of their products. Hell yeah, man. Rock and roll. Love it. So preferred brands. Well, I know I I know you kinda like we're pushing some AK interactive, but like what are some brands you prefer? Like like anything, like just like for what you do. Like preferred Okay, brands. my my preferred brand. If you could be like I, I know, this, this sponsored, one. like wearing like a NASCAR yes. onesie, who would you want to like on that NASCAR onesie? My ass up, because Ken Badger, I love your products, so Badger all the way. Okay, fantastic. Badger, one hundred percent. I love Badger airbrushes. I've got seven of them right here beside me. I buy them most times with no fucking reason. I'll just buy them because I, I I really like their airbrushes. I love their airbrushes. Let me put it that way. And it's a great product that is American-made, and the company stands behind it. Fuck yes. So, 
Ken Badger, all the way. Your shit's awesome. I love your man. Badger airbrushes. So, like, on your NASCAR, that would be, like, on the windshield. Like, that'd be... Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It'd be on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on the hood. What else? Yeah, what that's else? that's the uh, biggest real estate. <laughs> what other brand you got on your NASCAR? Uh, the other brands I would go for would be MIG, 100%. MIG Jimerez, or however the hell you pronounce his last name. You know, he... he he is a military military modeler, and just the amount of weathering these guys do, it, it just it keeps me fucking rock hard throbbing for heresy whenever I look at that. So, yeah. number two would be MIG. They've got so much stuff that it hurts my head because, like, I will be painting something that they've released a like they've released a like a. Um, a paint for it. They've released a dust for it and all this stuff. And like just the other day I was painting like desert miniatures, like for desert tanks and mm-hmm. I paint them all up. I'm like, yeah, let me use their, you know, let me use their weathering powder. Let me go and use this. Bam, bam, bam. And I'm like, yeah, this looks great. And then I find out, Oh, they have a filter for this, which is like a, like, I didn't even know what a filter was. They have washes and they have filters and the filter is you apply it on the entire model when you're done and like mm-hmm. in this case, this was like a yellow ink, pretty much, that covers the whole model, and it makes it look like it was just rolling around in like the desert. And I was like, "This stuff exists! Like, how does this exist? Yeah. Like, so yeah, their 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 catalog is insane. I just I I want to know like like there's got to be some like MIG professional painter out there that just like uses all of this. He's like, oh yeah, you need this. I don't know why he's Spanish in my head, but he is. Like he's like, definitely. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, Mig, Mig, Spain. All this stuff come from Spain, man. They're all Spanish. So, I don't know. It's crazy, man. Mig, Mig for sure. Like it's a. Uh, I don't know what the difference between Mig and AK Interactive is. I don't know that whole story. I'm sure somebody out there does, but it's definitely like definitely good stuff. I agree with you there. What else? Give me another yeah. one. Who else is on your NASCAR? Uh, uh, I, I can't. It, they'll be my American Express card because I can't leave home without Vallejo. Yeah. So I've got to have Vallejo as well. That's time, true, and tested. Yep. And then, then I would, you know, you know what, Vallejo, Vallejo and Scale seventy five would be right there, man. I don't know. They're 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 both really good, but oh god, they both have to have the same equally sized decals on my. On my redneck <laughs> Ferrari that I run around a dirt track on, so yeah, scale seventy five and Vallejo together would be would be together for me on that. <laughs> I do love Fig Newtons, and then what, like a you like a a, a, a pledge floor shine on your windshield or what? <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be it'd be a small sticker. You know, you can't you can't have your toolbox of uh, of supplies without throwing some pledge with future in there. <laughs> you, you, that shit's you, you make washes out of that shit. You, that shit's great for everything. <laughs> you just do it for free. Just give them a little mm-hmm. free ad space. Yeah, like yeah, let's look at a little spot for pledge over here. It's so awesome. <laughs> All right, now my favorite one. This one we can we can talk about. Can you give us a time in your painting career or not that you just fucked up? Like you just like fucked up. Like, <laughs> uh, let me see. I always try to make lemonade out of lemons, so I, I don't. 
Hmm. And by no means am I going to sit here and say that I've never fucked up because that has happened because that is how you learn. Um, I'm trying to think of the, of the biggest one. Yeah. We're talking, we're talking cold butthole moment where you're like, Oh my God. Like you realize like you're <laughs> one. So the one, the one that really comes to mind is I was working on a Warhound once and I got my base coat down. And I didn't catch it until I was like hardcore working my base coat up. Uh, And I fogged my primer. My primer got like that. You know, if you've you've primed and it's like really humid out and it fucking comes out like chalk. Yep. Well, there was a whole area I didn't catch until I was 98% done on the model. So I was like, motherfuck me in my mouth. So I had to strip that whole model because of that shit. So like you were ninety eight percent done with the uh, with the primer or like with, with the, the paint? No, with the whole kit and caboodle. So like, how could you tell? Like, how did you know that it was all powdery? I'm I'm working it around on a turntable, and I just I just come across it, and it's like a section the size of my palm on the backside of a warhound. It was one of the loosest pattern warhounds, oh, so they're no. very big and blocky. So you can't. Yeah. There is no hiding that. You 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 have to strip strip that area and start over. Oh which, no! Yeah, which if you're new and coming into this, that's one thing that will save your butt. You can strip these things. You can strip resin. You can strip plastic, and you just do a little bit of research, and you can find everything you need to know on how to do that. Absolutely. How are you so doing it? How did you strip that warhound? Uh, purple power. Castrol Super Clean, either one of those. I think in that instance, I did Castrol Super Clean. <laughs> now, that shit will eat anything off of an engine block, and it's stored <laughs> in a plastic bottle. Plastic-ass bottle it's stored in. So that's what I went with, and that's what I've been using for a while. But Castrol forewarned. Yep, Castrol Super Clean. That you can buy it at Walmart. It's in like a, like a gallon, purple-sized purple gallon, purple jug. Uh, it's usually like ten bucks a gallon. Do you water it down but, or? No, I, I'll get like a plastic tub, and straight out of the bottle, I'll pour it in. I'll pour it in like a nice sized tub, and then I'll set the models in there and leave them in there for twenty four hours, and then I'll come back with my rubber gloves because this shit will not be nice to your fucking hands. It will. It will. It'll make your hands swell up and it'll hurt. So. Wear rubber gloves, uh, and then take a take a take a toothbrush, an old toothbrush, and just wipe the paint right off of it under the under the faucet. Uh, it will, like for Forge World resin, it will give that resin a little bit of a purple tint, but that's okay. That it ain't, ain't going to affect nothing. You're going to prime it. That's freaking awesome, and it's pretty. In 24 hours, like, is it easy to just come off, or just like it's already peeled off? Uh, it, most times, when you pick the model up, the shit's falling off the model. Wow. I That's... have you. Depending on your base coat, it, it it might strip the paint within two two hours, two three hours. No joke, like down to bare resin. Like, because that's down one thing I've always resin. seen. Like, it's always like you always got that weird primer layer on there. The only primer I have ever had trouble stripping is GW primer. Okay. GW primer. I don't know what the fuck that shit's made out of, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing wants to strip off. You'd have to. 
you'd have to have a metal model and, and strip it in lacquer thinner before you get that get that shit off. Because once it's on, it is on. And that's the only primer I've ever had trouble have trouble with stripping. Got it. Man, dude, I've never used that. Um, dude, that is another helpful tip that like you just threw in there that like it's 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 gonna get used. I'm glad these people that the people got to hear that. Yep. Purple works clean, great, man. Purple power clean well, castrol. It's castrol super clean or the other brand is purple power. Okay. There's two separate brands, they both do the same thing. One's ten dollars a gallon, the other one's six dollars a gallon. They both work just as good. Love it. Both at Walmart? Both at Walmart, yeah. Okay. Tossing that on your NASCAR. Yeah. Dig it. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. You I kinda gave up on I've did uh what's the uh, the green simple green? Simple that green, stuff yeah. works, but it takes like a month and a half to strip something. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck's got that? You put it in there, forget about it, and come back. The great thing is, is your model will still be there. If it wouldn't have done any damage to the model, you can drink the shit. <coughs> but uh, it takes forever. Okay, but that—that's the problem I had. Like, definitely with uh, like with Simple Green, everybody's like, "Yeah, I just use Simple Green." I'm like, "Yeah," but like when I come out, like I have to use a toothbrush, and I gotta like actually like do work on these models and have to go and like scrape stuff off. I want something that's like aircraft paint remover that like I dip in there with my, you know, 10 ply gloves. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you go, if you go with the Castrol super clean, that will majority of time that'll happen. You literally can pick it up out of there and put it under the water and it shit just washes right off. I love it. I'm going to try that now. I definitely Mm -hmm. appreciate that. I got some Raven guard that need after all these paint classes I've been taking and hanging out with you at Adepticon and learning a whole bunch of new stuff. It's uh, I got some models that need some paint removed, so that they can get 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 upgraded to 2018. Hell yeah! Put all that put all that new knowledge to work. Damn right. So last thing, self shout out, man. Let us know where people can find you, where people can learn about you, what kind of services do you offer, what kind of like what, where can people find Black Label Painting, powerful David Sampson. All right, you can find Black Label Painting on Facebook. Just search, you know, uh, Facebook backslash Black Label Painting. You can find me on there. I also am on Patreon. I have my own Patreon now. Uh, I just I put it up there for a dollar per upload, so nobody gets charged anything unless my ass is doing work. That's kind of how I how I, I I would do Patreon if I wanted to pay for somebody. So there's there's Patreon. That's Black Label Painting as well. I do have some uh, uploads on YouTube. Just search uh, Black Label Painting on YouTube. Find me on there as well. Very cool, man. I love it. Like, uh, and what are you like? What are you getting out of your Patreon? What kind of uploads are you doing for people? Uh, the, right now, I'll just I haven't been getting a whole lot of like, hey, can you show me how to do this yet? But you know, if you're uh, if you become a patron, just drop me a line if there's something you want to see how to be done. And I'll either work it in with some of my commissions or I'll just find some random models that I have around here because, let's face it, I'm a hobbyist as well. I got shit all over the place. And uh, I'll paint it up and show you how I did it. Um, I I typically try to do one upload a week at the very least. Um, And it's just usually it's just stuff that I'm working on in general. Unless, like I said, you just drop me a line. Hey, you want to see something done a certain way, which I am totally a okay with doing. Absolutely, man. 
Fuck yeah. I've been a Patreon for Powerful David Sampson, Powerful Black Label Painting, for a good while now. And I feel like, you know, even if we weren't pretty good friends already, like, I feel like being a Patreon subscriber, like, the way that you treat every one of your clients, like, it would, if I had a question on how to paint something, you would immediately get back and just handle that question. And, like, I, I yeah. just being your friend, like, like, like David's my go-to for like questions on painting. That's just how it works. Like if I <laughs> if I get stumped or I'm just like how the how are they doing this, I go straight to him. So I can only imagine yeah. being a Patreon subscriber would be like just next level. Yeah, I mean, I I I pride myself in, in in trying to slow down and trying to make it where people can see stuff. Like I want to, I'm continuously upgrading my 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 setup, so. As more upgrades come through, the more detailed that I'm hoping that I'll be able to put out there for stuff, for, for people to, to, to see how I do it and learn from. Fantastic, dude. Fantastic. 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 I love it. Um, and you're on Remember Answers Retreat now, right? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they, they kind of like brought me in and uh, we, we do like little, little paint episodes and stuff like that. We just... We just got through part two of so you so you're starting out new type you know you got a calf box set and this is what you're working with and we we went through on how to the tools you would need in the toolbox uh, and the challenges you will face with new Forge World resin if you've never messed with it before. Fuck yes, dude, absolutely. So. And you'd be surprised at like how many people have questions on that, but like because like it, it's so weird because those questions keep coming back and mm -hmm. we forget that like because it feels like it's been so long like it feels like everybody that we know should know how to do with it deal with it but we're getting so many new people into the heresy that like these questions show back up and you're like how do you not know oh yeah these are new people okay my bad yeah so. definitely definitely yeah the, the great thing about not just one person or one group of people the whole community is is so awesome when it comes to giving people tips and tricks. So, you know, it, you've got so many different avenues that you can ask questions about things, and you'll get a lot of responses, all of them which are, you know, everyone's going to be really positive with you. And if they don't know, then they'll help you try to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. I can, uh, I can personally attest to how many times I've, sent people to David to ask him questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. go ask him. I'm not sure. Like he, he'd know. <laughs> so rock and roll, man. Definitely. Uh, definitely appreciate you coming on, helping all these people out. Definitely. Uh, oh, I really appreciate you having me on. Definitely look forward to seeing what the rest of this year brings, man. I always love seeing your, your stuff get chunked out. Like I love, love seeing your Facebook page <laughs> pop out some new models. So, if you haven't checked out yeah. David, go check out Black Label Painting and get you some eye, eye candy. So, yeah, give me a like because you never know when I'm just randomly going to give something away. Because he does, <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> and all you last last I, I gave away a uh, two nights last year. Yep, one of which sure was a co-sponsor. Uh, the other one I shipped all the way to Australia. Oh, so. fucking love it. That's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> Firm believer in giving back to the community, man. Firm believer. Hell yeah, man. Well, all right, man. We will let you go. We'll talk to all you. All right. I appreciate it. You guys take it easy.
All right, guys. And then we got our next painter, powerful Dave Taylor of Dave Taylor Miniatures, right? The production studio? Uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, I've got a, a, my own company. Um, I don't – I do some commission painting. I don't just do commission painting, though. I do a uh, whole bunch of stuff uh, for small miniatures companies. So helping them with marketing, promotions, layout, editing, photography, uh, hobby content, a whole range of things. So, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Dave Taylor Miniatures is the, uh, the wonderful self-titled business. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely, man. I'm pretty sure, like, of all you listeners out there, especially if you're a new listener coming into the episode and you're not familiar with who Dave Taylor is, just go ahead and Google Dave Taylor Army <laughs> in Google Images, and I'm, I guarantee you will have seen multiple of multiple Dave Taylor Armies. I mean, it's just they're out there, man. <laughs> you put so much conversion work and so much beautiful, beautiful paint work into these armies. Like, it's almost like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's like... It's it like in the art world. It's like when you say it's like, oh yeah, that's a Picasso. It's like, oh yeah, that's a Dave Taylor. That's a Dave Taylor army. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know that. It's it's nice that people recognize the style, so that's good. <laughs> but uh, no, it is funny. I, occasionally, um, I'll be like, I'll be painting a new miniature, and it'll be like, how much? See what other people have done. So googling things like uh, Legio Custodes, and sometimes my old really old custodes army will still pop up in the, <laughs> the Google image search, and it's like, hey, I did those guys. Hey, nice. That picture's been shared yeah. five million times. Like, I don't even know this website it's on now. <laughs> exactly. That's it's so all out there cool. in the web. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. man. So before we actually get into all the paint questions and everything like that, you know, we've got the full list okay. of paint questions we sent to you. What have you been working on, man? I know the Nova Charity Raffle's coming up. We definitely want to touch base on that. Can you, can you tell us a little bit? I know they've yep. got tons of 30K armies, tons of 30K content. What's that all about, man? Uh, so basically, yeah, we've got um, every year for the past bunch of years, I'm going to say a bunch of years because really it started in 2010, but uh, 2013, the Nova Open Charitable Foundation was formed. Uh, we're a registered charity. Uh, we Each year we sort of tap the talents of 40 or 50 painters around the world uh, and they help us create armies, detachments, uh, single miniatures, all that sort of stuff, and we raffle them off. Uh, we raffle them off to benefit Doctors Without Borders, uh, the Fisher House Foundation, and uh, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So um, over, I can't remember how much total we've raised over the last uh, few years, but last year was 53000 that we were able to uh, donate to those three causes. That's super this year cool. we're aiming for uh, yeah it is it is super cool. Um, this year we're aiming for over sixty, so we've got a a nice target. But uh, yeah, so we, you mentioned um, we've got a lot of cool thirty k armies. Uh, we have uh, an Iron Warriors army that uh, Mister Kimmel uh, himself Ryan um, coordinated. Uh, so that uh, particular army's got um, I'm just pulling up the uh, the photo of it now. I think it's got. F- Three. What have we got? Now we've got two tactical squads, a veteran squad. Uh, we've got a squad of the Iron Havocs. We've got the Siege Tyrants. Um, so five um, of, the, of the Terminators with the Cyclone missile launchers, uh, which is super cool. We've got four characters in there. So there's like Praetor and Terminator armor. There's a, um, a, a apothecary, a Tech Marine. And the limited edition guy whose name I can't remember. Nerek Drugir, right. no. I'm sure. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. 
for the Iron Warriors. And uh, they can all be transported around. There's two rhinos and there's a, um, a land raider as well. as all part of that, that force. It runs about uh, 2,000 points, I think. Oh, yeah. It's good to go. It definitely, definitely sounds like 2,000 points. And uh, yeah. if, uh, if, if, if Ryan made that list, then it's going to be a pretty good, a great starter army then. Basically, yeah, he, he made the list. <laughs> um, last last year, we did a Mechanicum Force and a uh, Sons of Horus army. Uh, this year, with the uh, we're Iron Warriors and World Eaters, and we tried to stick as close as we could to the contents of the um, Battle uh, Battle for Kalth yes, box set. Betrayal Kalth, yes, sir. It's, it's betrayal of Kalth, sorry. Um, so we've got lots of the, uh, the plastic... Uh, Mark IVs in there. Um, plus, so all of the um, the Iron Havocs with their missile launchers, so 10 guys, including the Sergeant, has a missile launcher. Um, they're all with the, using the, the Forge World bits as well. Um, the Siege Tyrant Terminators are all the Forge World bits. And uh, the the Rhinos, it's always something I forgot to mention, the Rhinos have multi-melters. So. <laughs> That's how I run them. Just when you... That is how. For, when you get them up close, <laughs> <laughs> so definitely cool. Uh, the World Eaters Army uh, was put together by Mark Rayleigh uh, from the Graying Legion, who uh, they run some of the events at uh, the Heresy events at Adepticon and at Nova. Oh yeah, we're so, very familiar with the Graying Legion. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, for sure. Uh, so that one's got two veteran squads, two ten-man veteran squads. It's got a ten-man Terminator squad. Uh, so this is a World Eaters army. There's a um, heavy support squad with five missile launchers. There's a support squad with five uh, flamers, a uh, contempted dreadnought, um, a Praetorian uh, Terminator armor, two rhinos, a Spartan, and a Sicarian Arcus, one of the, the newer ones. Oh, yeah. So it's got the missile launcher. The crazy, uh, yeah, the, the over-the-top whirlwind uh, kind of approach. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, yeah, that's so that's all beautiful. That one's got a few uh, custom sculpted bits uh, that were sculpted by Chris Bora, four four time Slayer Sword winner Chris Bora. Good lord. Um, yeah, so quite nice. But uh, I think we had uh, what do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different artists working on that one. Uh, and they've managed to put it together really nicely. Blues Man, that must that have been like pale gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, Mark did uh, did all the hurting on this one, so I just <laughs> handed him the. He told me what the list was. We got all the models for him. I handed them off to him, and he <laughs> sort of did the hurting. Oh, that's fantastic. Where, uh, uh, so, that so, was cool. so is there a way? Okay, so so these obviously are going to have a, a raffle, or a raffle, or is it yep. silent bidding? Okay, no, raffle? It's, it, yeah, it, it's a raffle. Uh, so people buy raffle tickets. Uh, they can buy those from NovaOpenFoundation.org. Uh, so NovaOpenFoundation, all those one word, .org. Uh, tickets are available now. Uh, they'll be available until September 2nd uh, at noon Eastern summertime. So uh, that's the final, basically the final day of the Nova Open event. Uh, we draw them uh, basically at noon. After that, we go and sit in a little room for a couple of hours to make sure we draw all of the, the names correctly. Uh, we've got 22 different armies and single models and all sorts of things going on this year. So it takes us a little while. Uh, and then we announce those in the evening 
of um, of that. Now, I mentioned that the Nova Open, but one of the important things uh, that I want everybody to know is you don't do not have to be present to win. Oh, that's a big we'll one. Ship, yeah, yeah, we'll ship anywhere in the world. Uh, we've already shipped, uh, I think, three armies to Australia. <laughs> uh, last year we shipped something to Japan. Uh, we regular ship to the UK. Uh, yep, and we ship all across the states as well. But the uh, the one thing that I'm the one raffle that we've got that I'm really hoping that the person who wins it is at Nova is the Warlord Titan. The Warlord Titan. <laughs> so we yeah we we have it. So this year, um, so John Steining is um, is one of our friends, and he has been painting um doing charity painting for as long as i have and this uh well last year he got really excited about a warlord titan and he got a basically got a, a bug up his ass to, to paint a warlord titan for the the charity so he donated that to us um last month uh and it's absolutely huge uh and awesome and beautifully done it's a uh it's called solar mortis and it's oh. a titan of the Legio Furion, so uh, a Trader Legion, Trader Titan Legion, but uh, it's absolutely beautiful. Tickets for that are five dollars each. Oh my goodness! Uh, we've got like an unlimited number of tickets for it, um, but we're we've been talking about it. We're hoping to raise at least ten thousand dollars just with the Titan alone. Um, but if we can get past get to like get past that ten thousand dollar mark. Will add some stretch goals as well. Heck yeah! So man. it's a li- so little cool. bit of crowdfunding kind of thing. So uh, yeah, hopefully we can sort of expand that out and and get some crazy things and and increase the the number of people who can share in the prize pool. I guess. And yeah. uh, if if anybody wins it that's close to John and I, we'll actually drive there. We'll drop it off at their local store and hopefully play a game. I'll take my Warlord Titan along and have a Warlord on Warlord battle, which would be pretty sweet. Yeah, heck yeah, that'd be beautiful. Both beautiful painted Warlords against each other, man. It's like... Uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's like being gifted a Ferrari, man. Uh, if, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if people want to see pictures of these armies, do they just have to go to NovaOpenFoundation.org? And, yeah. If and they go to NovaOpenFoundation... Yep. So uh, NovaOpenFoundation.org, uh, if you check out the um, the present uh, the current raffles uh, drop-down menu, uh, in there you'll see all 22. Uh, you can click on the Warlord Titan, you can click on the World Eaters Army, the uh, Iron Warriors Army. Um, we've got a Nathaniel Garo single miniature that's been painted by uh, Sean McAfee from Brush for Hire. Um, so yeah, loads of loads of other cool stuff. We've got a like a four thousand point ultramarine army for forty k. So Primaris Marines, um, loads of things. We've got an awesome hordes trollkin army. But uh, yeah, plenty of plenty of cool stuff to check out at that site. Uh, and yeah, we've got two months, just under two months to pick up a ticket, or two or three or four. And um, as I said, you do not need to be present to win. It'll be super cool if you are, but we will ship any, everywhere. Uh, all of the armies come with a um, in KR multi case cases. Oh my so, god! Um, Just keep sweetening yeah. the deal. Why are you doing <laughs> that? <laughs> and and um, actually, uh, 
a gentleman, I, I can't remember his name right now, and I apologize for that, but uh, from Grayed Out Productions, just sent us uh, dice bags. So oh, Grayed Out Legion. Yeah, uh, Grayed out, uh, out Dice Bags. Uh, Michael. That's powerful Michael. Michael. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he sent us, uh, sent us some dice bags. So we've got one uh, for the Iron Warriors, and we have one for the World Eaters. Heck, yeah, it's man. Pretty- uh, those are some sweet dice bags, actually. <laughs> got one of them bad boys right bags. here, man. They're awesome. Nice. I love those dice bags. They got little pockets cool. in them and everything. Very That's cool, sweet. dude. That's so awesome, man. Like it, like you just, I don't know. You're finding like everything to, like if if I were to win an army, like that would be the first thing I'd go buy. I'd be like, yep. okay, I gotta get me a KR multi case to transport. Oh, it comes with the KR multi case. Well, all right, let me go and yep. pimp this army out. I'm gonna get a <laughs> dice bag for my brand new. Uh, oh, a, a dice bag too. Oh my goodness. Give me those two. It's like yep. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the photos of them yet, but I also suspect that uh, TNT Laserworks are going to be providing templates. Oh so. my gosh! <laughs> just, yeah, they're just, no losing. There's no losing in this. Yeah. Yep. Dice, dice, is probably the only thing you have to find. Maybe <laughs> take measure. I'm sure, as you as have if, those. As if that's so hard, you know. That's very cool. I'm actually looking yeah. at all the pictures right now, man. These are all fantastic. I just passed the Garo trying to get in on this titan picture right now everything looks so good solar mortis yep. it is probably the brightest yellow i've ever seen in my life and i play imperial fist i have imperial fist yep. all over and it's gorgeous man it it is amazing when um when john was painting it and he sent me some uh, work in progress photos i was thinking oh i'm not sure how this is all going to work um but when it's seeing it all together it's just like that is spectacular he's done a fantastic job that freaking glow on the plasma is insane. Yeah. Like yep. it's it's so subtle and then what's cool is like you can tell like you can tell he truly understands heresy cuz like, you know, he paints it up gorgeous. Everything is like exactly the legion it's or the uh the Titan Legion is supposed to be and then he's got like half the knee cap has that giant Sons of Horus logo to show that Yeah. you know that they're part of the Sons of Horus detached. Like, that's so freaking cool. Yeah, it's gorgeous. This yeah, art. It's an absolutely brilliant job. Wow. So. Guys, go check this out. Uh, <laughs> NovaOpenFoundation.org. Do yourself a favor. Uh, I'll definitely I'll definitely make sure that this especially this these pictures they get they get tagged with the the episode cuz these are insane. They're so bonkers. Yeah. Uh, they they're, go- they're gorgeous. <laughs> super nice, man. Well, that's awesome. So what else, man? What else definitely you got cool. going on for you? Um, I'm currently making sure, like, I'm on a, under a timeline, um, for create, uh, getting my book, uh, produced. So earlier this year, I did a, uh, ran a Kickstarter to see if I could fund a, um, a book. Uh, as you mentioned before, I've, I've painted a lot of armies in my time and I like talking about armies and I like talking about painting and I like helping people sort of complete their projects. So I wanted to put together a book that is focused on on that sort of thing. It's it's, it's kind of like a, a project management book for toy soldiers. So, um, yeah, the Kickstarter ran in uh, March and April, uh, funded uh, funded really well. Um, I'm about halfway through the book, um, oh, writing awesome. and photography and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, about half of the book is off with my editor at the moment. Uh, making sure my language is pretty good. <laughs> Actually, no, he's going to do it. He's going to do a great job. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully September I'll be able to um, send that off to the printers and get it printed. Uh, late September, shipping back to me or to the various hubs in October and shipping out to uh, backers in November. So um, yeah, very very exciting about that. It's a it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun work because it's all about toy soldiers. For sure. For sure, it's your and, passion, uh, man. It's you're so oh, clearly, yeah. clearly passionate about it. <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. But the uh, the pledge manager is open at the moment, um, which is also available for late pledges. Uh, so if you go to uh, backerkit.com and in the search bar type in armies and legions and hordes, um, that'll pop up the, the pledge manager. If you uh, weren't able to get in on it, but you're interested, um, or you want to go and check out the, the Kickstarter, you can go to Kickstarter, look at armies and legions and hordes, uh, and jump in. But uh, otherwise, I'm hoping to have it also available uh, through distribution, probably in uh, January, February. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's taking up a lot of my my time and my spare time. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Like, that's that's freaking so. cool, dude. Especially you know, especially for you with like how many years have you been in this? Like Um I started painting Toy Soldiers in ninety one. Yeah. So twenty twenty seven years ago. Yeah. And have you have you taken a break since then or has it just been like, nah, that's what I do. I paint Toy Soldiers and I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> like Yeah, essentially. Essentially it's been uh, that's that's what I do. I get I get jittery when I spend more than like a, a day or two away from my painting desk. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I really uh, – it's it's the thing that calms me down. That makes me relaxed. And uh, But no, I really enjoy it. I have tons of ideas running through my head all the time. Uh, yeah, and so I started painting in 91. In 94, I started working for Games Workshop. Uh, and I've been working – so I left, left college in 94 and – the, the day after starting work started working for games workshop in a retail store wow so um yeah yeah it was almost like eh, why did i bother going to college yeah. I just sold toy soldiers for a living hell yeah <laughs> that's the way to do it man yep yep so uh yeah it's um there's been a lot of models that i painted in that time <laughs> that's that's perfect that's so awesome man what a cool like what a cool uh up-and-coming story like it's like this was my this was my origin story for Power yeah, for Dave Taylor. Yep. Day one out of college, <laughs> I like painting miniatures. That's what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. That's so cool. Yep, pretty much. It was nice, and I was I was super lucky. Um, a lot of there a lot of guys that I've worked with over the years that didn't have us a, a like a supportive family. They were like, "What are you doing? When are you gonna get a real job?" But uh, thankfully, my parents were like, "Wow, that's cool. Can can you make a living out of that?" And I'm like, "I think I can." And they're like, "Go for it." <laughs> wow! So, heck yeah! Um, definitely good. I'm good. Yeah, my parents are still like, "You're still doing this uh, Warhammer thing? Like, what is going?" Like, yeah, man, still, still going. What's going still on? Going yeah. whole, whole room dedicated to it. So. <laughs> yep. No, uh, and yeah, keep telling them that. Make sure that they know that it's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out at this point. That's good. That's good. So cool. Awesome, man. So yeah, so so this episode is definitely dedicated to the new painters out there. Uh, you've already answered the first question, which is like, how many years have you been painting? You've been painting for yep. uh, twenty-seven years now, so that's ridiculous. That's like you have that's... all the all the expertise 
required to be on this episode <laughs> times three. Uh, so, so let me ask you, man, uh, do you prefer airbrushing or do you prefer brushing with a paintbrush? Uh, I, I have to admit I'm a, a, a paintbrush guy, an old school paintbrush guy. Um, yeah, basically almost all of my models have been done with, um, with a paintbrush. So, so is there a reason behind that? Just more control or is it, is a paint, is it airbrush like, uh, just not as personal to you or? Um, it's, this is going to sound, um, sound a bit strange considering that I've painted like probably over 10,000 models. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of lazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a lazy kind of guy. What I, what I enjoy is, is I enjoy painting miniatures and, and using the brush and, and that sort of thing. And when I finish, um, with, uh, I finish painting a miniature, I can wash my brush out like this. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. We all, we all recognize that sound. And now my brush is clean. Okay. When I, when I use an airbrush, cleaning an airbrush isn't that quick. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, so it, it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm at the moment I'm going through, I'm learning how to use an airbrush a little bit better. I'm learning how to clean it a little bit faster. Um, it's taking, just taking time for me. Uh, the, the biggest hang up for me on it was the amount of time it takes to clean. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that was the same way. So and, and, yeah, and, unless you're doing 30, 40, 50 miniatures at a time, sometimes it's not worth the speed Right. Sort of uh, in, right. in quotation marks. Um, <laughs> sometimes it takes it takes a little bit longer. It it can give a fantastic smooth result, and I really like that. Um, but I'm still not 100. percent I've got to take. I, I know that I've got to take some classes. Um, I think I like to do a class with like Caleb Wissenbach. Yes, absolutely. Uh, He's on this episode. He's like one oh, interview fantastic. ahead of you. Yeah. So awesome. awesome. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, but uh, no, Caleb's uh, it's a great guy, and um, I think I think I'd really learn a lot from a an airbrush class like his. So one day, one day, it I, will so, be mine. So never in my life did I think that I'd be recommending a class to Dave Taylor. But yes, I would <laughs> highly recommend Caleb Wissenbach's class if you do decide yep. that you want to go ahead and pick up the airbrush. He will absolutely teach you exactly and if you're worried about cleaning your airbrush man he like his method he's got a special method that he teaches all of his people in his class he gives you like a little laminated printout for that uh, for nice. that cleaning method and like it takes a little bit longer than you going inside your inside <laughs> your paint though. it's it's just like it's just a smidge longer but my gosh man once i learned that and i took see i was at adepticon i took like i don't know like four or five of his classes in a row Cleaning my oh, airbrush yeah. like sixty times in those in that time period in that time period, it like stuck it in my head. And so like now, man, I can't even remember the last time my airbrush clogged. Like it's so crazy. It's wild. It's wild. That's awesome. But, yeah, that's super cool. But uh, yeah, so that's that's why I, I still generally use a brush. Um, I'll use it. I use a, an airbrush for base coating. Now, like the first color. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really excited to eventually get there. <laughs> Well, man, I mean, but I think it's, y- your your product I, speaks for itself. So it's like it's no like you take your time, like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those things, though. I think uh, everybody should always be looking to learn more, always to 
to keep moving forward. You, you can take a breath. You can take a, a break for a little bit, but um, I don't think anybody should ever think that they've got it all sorted out. 10-4. Absolutely. Powerful words from the power of Dave Taylor. <laughs> so, so yeah, absolutely. So the, the next question yep. was why, but you got that answered. Um, yep. So let, let, do you have any, uh, I guess the next question is what are some tricks you learn with your preferred application medium? So like, I guess in this case, like, what are some tricks that you could share with our new painters about painting with a, with a just normal paintbrush? Like some stuff that you wish you knew like early on. When I started. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Sure. Sure. Um, the funny thing when I, when I started, I mentioned 91 and then it was like 94. I started working for games workshop. That's when the games workshop store opened up in my hometown. Uh, and between, so from when I started until the games workshop staff arrived very quickly, I was the, um, I became the best painter in the group of people that I played with. Fantastic. Um, so, I, so I didn't lose. I didn't learn a lot. There was nobody to learn from. Right. And then there was there were pictures in White Dwarf, but there wasn't a great sort of description of how uh, how to do things. Um, sadly, there was no YouTube, so I couldn't uh, watch any any videos and that sort of thing. Right. But um, if I was to go back and look at any of those models now, I don't know that any of them exist. But um, I'd be pretty uh, concerned. I think that that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best we could do as a group. But um, yeah, I think one of the one of the things. So doing uh, working on so many miniatures uh, with a brush, um, I do a lot of layering. Layering is my main form of painting. Um, so a lot of highlighting. Uh, highlight. So base dark base coat highlight up in three stages. Um, four stages sometimes but i use a technique called feathering quite a lot so uh feathering is where um in that transition zone between the the darker color and the highlight um rather than having a, a defined line that sometimes you get with layering yep I, I tend to sort of do little dabs um that might look like the edge of a feather okay so it, it breaks that line um, right. visually so that from a distance, or not a, not too far, but like from three feet away, it looks smoother um, and um, well and more blended. But when you actually get up close, it's, it's a highlight and it's not super blended. <laughs> and uh, it's not as smooth as you get with an airbrush or with um, like the wet blending or two brush blending or that kind of thing. But um, it's quick. You can do it really quick once you get the practice down. So, um, yeah, that's that's the main sort of technique that I've used. And had I known that when I started, it would change I can the whole only game. imagine what it – yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be absolutely fine with using an airbrush by now, I'm sure. Oh it would have changed It would have changed the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. So, so, so we should definitely have our listeners – our new listeners go Google uh, feathering miniatures. I'm yeah, uh, probably mm, that could be kind of strange. Um, oh. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like miniatures painting feathering. Got it. It, it is. Work. Yeah, absolutely. That's like the it says. And this actually it just says miniature painting one hundred and one feathering. So like it's like one of the feathering. first things that comes yeah. up is how to feather. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice. YouTube man. It's just like this is it. This is the future. Like you want to learn yeah, exactly. Some- crazy knowledge like that somebody's already made a video about it yep yep exactly 
<laughs> so super cool, man. So, so learn to feather yep. your models. Uh, next question is how much time do you spend per model? Would you say on average? Uh, I would probably say like regular, like bolter carrying Marine, probably about, uh, an hour. Oh, wow. Uh, an hour per model. And, uh, if I was, if I've got a whole squad of them and I've got, or if I've got two or three squads that I've got to get done for an event or something like that, it might, I might be able to push it down to like 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, but if it's just one character model that I really like and I want people to go, Ooh, well, that looks really cool. Um, I might spend two or three hours on it. So it obviously you got a lot of variation, but I always try to shoot for that, um, an hour per model kind of thing. That's super cool, man. That is, uh, that is about what we've been telling people to expect when they're painting their model. Like, don't feel frustrated if you get dump all this time into it. But that's a uh, oh yeah pretty cool that you know and that's all just hand painted <laughs> brushwork yeah hour pretty much yeah. That's, yeah. Wild. that's wild that's <laughs> wild first face so um I mean that's that's for something like uh that might be like where you can do blues or greens or um, deep reds over black yeah when you're talking about starting from a white undercoat for oh, imperial fist for example that might take a little bit longer absolutely just because. It can be a tricky, uh, tricky color to work with. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think uh, as people start painting uh, and they're working through, for me, it's, it it would be all about working out what their what their motivation is. Do they have to have a squad finished for the game on the weekend, or can they take their time, take a couple of weeks to paint the squad, um, knowing what you want to get out of it at the end is the important thing. And that will help you determine how long you can spend on a model. Absolutely, but yeah, but uh, one of the other things that I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll quote one of uh, one of my friends, uh, Terry Latorco. Uh, she does some uh, YouTube uh, videos. That Terry girl. Uh, I was at a, an event where we were both running uh, painting classes, and I happened to overhear something she said during one of the classes. She was running a, a class for uh, for new painters, and somebody said. Hey Terry, what's your favorite color? And she said, "Done," <laughs> as in finished. Yeah, absolutely. Finished is my favorite color. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that's something that's always stuck with me as well. So it's like, yeah, it's it's cool to sort of have your fun and mess around with something, but finishing it is really good. That's the best part. <laughs> it's the when you can yep. finally put it down. Exactly. And, go, ah, and I'm not talking about putting it down and go, "Yeah, I'll be done when I add some highlight." No, like done, done is the best done. done. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> When you're putting that final sure. coat of varnish on there, it's like that. Dude, just let me let that dry and uh, <laughs> right in the case. Yep. So exactly, super cool. Uh, what are what are some of your preferred paints? Uh, what are what are your, some of your preferred paints that you've been using here lately? Paint brand, paint brands, and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I spent a lot of time. Uh, like I spent 14 years working for Games Workshop, and. So when you work for Games Workshop, you use Games Workshop products. Yep. And uh, I built up a, a series of, um, I guess, paint recipes in my head. For sure. So if I wanted, if I wanted to do blue, it would be um, like regal blue highlighted up with ultramarines blue, and maybe a little bit of white in at the end. Um, so I'd have, I had a whole lot of those sort of recipes and favorite colors. And then when GW changed the range. 
um, this is after I uh, finished working for them, um, to all of the new colors, I was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> Where am I going to get all these things? I have all this information in my head. Um, Vallejo, uh, Vallejo game color, all of their game color range echoes that old range. Yep. So uh, now I use a lot of Vallejo paints. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> so if Games Workshop yes, uh, Rep is listening right now going, God dang it, we lost Dave. <laughs> um, oh, don't worry. I still have, uh, I, I still buy some of the new, um, the new paints. Uh, I, I think, I don't think anybody makes greens as well as uh, Citadel okay. greens. Oh yeah. I love a lot of that. Yeah. The, all of this stuff. So moot green is that lovely, bright sort of vibrant I think It used to be like bilious green. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. And the dark green. So Caliban green is fantastic, but yeah. So um, I primarily use Vallejo. I have um, also got some of the, the army painter, paints i'm a big fan of their silvers so the gunmetal and um and that are cool okay. i use some of their like the strong tone and the, the dark tone and so on um i also like uh secret weapon miniatures uh they have a, a range of great um washes so i love their their ruby and their amethyst so i use their amethyst wash on almost every gold thing that i paint um with that lovely purple tinge I've never great seen it, but like, man, that's like, so that's why we do these episodes. Like, I've never heard of yep. that, never seen it, but I'm absolutely going to go check that out now. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely. Um, yeah, um, painting gold is one of those one of those contrasts, color wheel kind of things. So, yellow is opposite purple on the color wheel. So, something like gold, when you shade it with purple, it gives it a lot more depth. Um, you can shade it with browns. It's kind of the standard way. Just put a Seraphim sepia or, or Agrax Earthshade wash over it, but um, if you use some paints and purple in the shadows, it really helps. But um, yeah, I think Secret Weapon Miniatures is my favorite purple and red wash. No joke. I'm definitely gonna have, absolutely gonna have to check that out. Yeah, definitely cool. So uh, yeah, um, but colors. I do have a couple of standard colors. So there's charred brown from the Vallejo Game Color range. Uh, is the old like the old scorch brown from GW? Yep, I know. Uh, that's yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's got because it's got tints of purple and gray in the the dark brown. It works for so many things. It's a great base color for terrain. It's a great base color for leather. It's hair, um, uh, hair. Boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. It's, like it. um, it's it's great for um, mixing with some like Nuln oil uh, to create a like a darker brown wash. Really? And because it's a, a paint, it'll work. Uh, it ha- has a little bit more of a glazing effect, so you get a great sort of shade with that. But, um, yeah, that's one of my favorites, all-time favorites. Uh, and lately, probably in the last year or so, um, from the Vallejo model color range, Ivory. Okay. Um, it's, a really, it's a really pale uh, bone color, and, uh, yeah, definitely nice. Never, Never heard of that, like, ivory color but once again one of those paints i'll be checking out now i bet you yep. like some dude on ebay who's like selling all this is like he's like, what, is, what is happening why are these people buying my ivories out and <laughs> run out of ivory so quickly that would be cool that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely uh Definitely. do you have any uh preferred brands outside of paints 
So let's let's say stuff that you use that you're like, hey, I can't. My paint desk would not be the same if I lost this brand of whatever, like this tool. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, I've used I have over the years used a lot of different types of uh, paint brushes. Okay. So um, I know occasionally, like when talking with uh, with people who are new to painting, there's a lot of paintbrush options. Oh yeah. There's a lot of things. You can, sort of try out uh and i think it's a, it's always a very personal thing paint brushes for for artists um some folks i know, I know you've had uh james wapple on and <laughs> james uses all, all kinds of paint brushes he's his uh the, his, his paintbrush preferred paintbrush is the 40 cent paintbrush from walmart he said that very specifically yep. <laughs> like yeah yeah um james has run a run a painting class where he got everybody to put down their paintbrushes and use their fingers to paint their miniatures <laughs> yes so james james has uh, got some awesome ideas and and he executes everything brilliantly so um yeah i think that's just a that's a, a testament to the idea that there's lots of different ways you can go oh yeah um but probably for the last um uh, and i'm sure somebody's mentioned kalinsky sable brushes as well oh yeah oh, uh, yeah. so for the for the last 12 years I've been using Kalinsky Sable brushes, um, and I, I paint a lot of models, so I go through paint brushes fairly quickly anyway. Uh, but the Kalinsky Sables do last quite a while. I've been using a lot of uh, Broken Toad brushes okay. probably for the last three years, I think. Um, and I, I use them. I really love that the size two brush is um, is a brush. It's can hold a lot of paint so you can get a lot of coverage on the model uh but at the same time it comes back to a point very quickly and you can actually paint eyes with it that's so you wild. take your 28 28 millimeters paint eyes with a size two brush um i mentioned before that i'm lazy um that's even down to like taking the time to change brushes <laughs> and so it's that's why i like that the broken toad size two so i can i can do everything with them uh, except maybe dry brushing, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm holding so. I'm holding a, a forty cents uh, size one brush and no, I'm not painting eyes with that. Yeah. There's no way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it, brushes are a tough thing because they are all handmade, um, or the best ones are, are handmade. Uh, but you're still going to get some. So occasionally, you'll get one that that doesn't hold a point. Um, but that's that's fairly rare. Uh, that's what that's what Caleb was yeah. saying about. Um, he was talking about testing brushes, like you know, lick the lick the tip and you know get it get it yep. pointed out and all this stuff. He says until you actually get it in your hand, you're not going to know. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's always going to be a crapshoot. So there there are always folks who are not always, but occasionally there are, there are folks who bring out new brushes and um, they they seem to be the new hotness. Give them a go; they might be absolutely fine for you. Uh, but it's it's going to be about experimenting and and working out what feels comfortable. But when you when you hit on that brush that works for you, you'll you'll know it. You'll feel that that difference in your painting. It's like a Harry Potter wand, man. Like it'll find pretty you. much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only I can fight. If I could get one with a unicorn hair through the middle, that'd be awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah. So that, that's probably my they're, they're probably my uh, preferred brushes at the moment. Very cool, man. Very cool. 
So this next question, you might have to yep. take a minute to think about it. A time you fucked okay. up. Oh, just in general? Like, oh yeah, That's sure, not- sure. <laughs> Miles actually or, or, told a story of how he didn't when he was working uh, at a coffee restaurant and he didn't know uh, that espresso was like a little bit and so like he thought the machine was broken so he filled a full uh, coffee cup up with espresso for somebody so that was his time he messed up in one of his jobs <laughs> so it can generally be whatever like you can do whatever you talk about just to make it so Fantastic. just so people know you're human you're not you know sure um, well, I, I'm not actually. I'm a robot. But anyway, um, <laughs> don't I'll make mistakes have... and <laughs> and interview. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> interview complete. <laughs> um, I I do make mistakes, but I I tend not to worry about them too much. Um, I don't know. I I think I. Uh, I guess the only real one it, for for somebody like myself who's obsessed with painting toy soldiers. Um, I guess fucking up for me is uh, letting when I when I let that get in the way of real life. Okay. Uh, when I should be spending time with family, and <laughs> instead go, uh, I've got to do this. That's sometimes that's that's fucking up. I guess. <laughs> I hear you, man. Um, I hear you. That's, yeah. Uh, that's real deep. That's that's a real yep. deep one, you know. Like, people... sorry, I, I didn't make it. Didn't mean to take the mood down. But um, bringing you back to Toy Soldiers, I will say that, yeah, over the years there are, there are a ton of models that I have not painted. Um, I'm looking at probably forty or fifty of them sitting on my desk in front of me. So, <laughs> is it just projects uh, that you just burned off? Like, nope, this was fun for a little bit, but well, there are there are things there are projects that um, that I want to. I certainly want to still do. Uh, but their priority, I guess the priority listing changed. Awesome. Um, yeah. So at the moment I've got, hopefully next week I can finish off these bases for my armager, Hellglaves and Helverins or whatever they're called. Um, and a couple of other knights. But so I've got, a, I've got a big Adeptus Mechanicus army. Yes. Um, but I still, I, I've still got two of the Sidonian Dragoons. The really cool sort of chicken walker. Yes. Oh, yeah. Things that are sitting on my desk that are unpainted, and I've had them in that stage for probably two years. No. Um, so, yeah. So there's, I'd say that lots of little minor things that I guess when you add add them all up, it might might be considered a fuck up. But oh yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got cases full of stuff that needs to get painted. So <laughs> don't, don't don't you worry. And if you're a new listener, yep. it's going to happen to you too. You think you think, exactly. I won't buy a new thing until I paint all of this. No, don't fool yourself. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. It, it, at no point though, if I if I ever spent more than I needed for rent, so <laughs> <laughs> well, pay good. the rent first, then then buy the toy soldiers. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Bills first. Bills first. Yep. Especially if you're new to it, That's... you don't understand what you're getting into just yet. But just make <laughs> sure that you get those bills paid before you can. You might not have to eat. Like eating, you're fine. Like if you don't. If you don't eat for that day, you're fine. Yep. But like bills, like gotta make sure you got a roof for you and your soldiers, because the the bank exactly. man will take it all away. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so but yeah, awesome, awesome yeah. man, fantastic. Uh, before I let you go, do you have any other thing you want to shout out? I know we shouted out the uh, the the Nova Foundation and uh, definitely yep. that website. We shout out your Kickstarter. Anything else you want to point people to your Facebook page or, or maybe an Instagram or Patreon or anything like that? Sure. Uh, 
sure. Um, on on Facebook, I'm uh, Dave Taylor Miniatures. On uh, Instagram, Dave Taylor Miniatures as well. Um, I have to get back to posting on Instagram. I was away for a couple of weeks, so um, you do back there. Uh, yeah, as I said, I, I work for a bunch of different companies, doing uh, different things for them, and usually on my Facebook page is where I'll post uh, the cool and interesting fun bits that we've got coming up. Uh, but yeah, probably those. But the the most important thing that um, that I'm sort of focused on for the next, well, the two things that I'm focused on for the next two months are the the Nova Open Charitable Foundation raffles, and uh, getting my book done. <laughs> I'm I'm so. I'm, exci- I'm so excited for both the raffle itself because it could get me a warlord, but I'm also excited for that book, man. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely excited to see what that book looks like. It's yeah, time. it's. Uh, it's it's it is a lot of fun going through and um, putting it together and I'm working on um, when I was telling a friend about it today uh, a friend who isn't into miniatures uh, he was like oh so they, they sound like case studies for all of the so I've got that a section at the front of the book which talks about my philosophies about uh, inspiration and preparation and planning and motivation and that kind of thing and then essentially yeah a whole bunch of case studies like here's an army I painted. 12 years ago and here's what i was thinking while i was painting that army here's an army i painted a year ago here's what i was thinking while i was painting that army um that's so funny it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun to go back and look at those again and re-explore them all so it's been great definitely cool that's so awesome we uh we actually like speaking of case studies we actually had a one of our one of our fans listeners uh, from way back in the day, actually did a case study for his uh, college like exit. It was like a college exit case study on running yep. heresy events. And like when you see it oh, like wow. on paper and you realize like, you know, this went into this, I had to verify this was going on. This is what I, my mind was at. And you like see all that written out and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> like this is there's yep. so much more to this than just going Hey guys, y'all want to get together and uh, play some games? So I can only imagine you just play soldiers around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. I I, tr- I try to keep mine a, a lot lighter and lots more eye candy toy soldiers, but um, but yeah, it's in it, all the information's in there. The important nuggets uh, are there, but uh, and and it all relates back to that first part of the book that I was talking about, with talking about my philosophies and that sort of thing. So I'm really hoping that. Uh, people will enjoy the case studies, um, but also be able to get some stuff out of the the front half of the book as well, which would be really good. Yeah, absolutely. Especially especially since you know it's like so much, uh, like pretty much just do what you want in that book. I'm so sure because your <laughs> army are, your armies are so like out of the box sometimes so i'm pretty sure it's just like yeah just uh you know if you have this idea and you think it's cool then uh go ahead and knock it out <laughs> just go ahead and do that go for it yeah <laughs> yeah go for it yeah no there's um I, I i'm hoping that it'll it'll work for people who enjoy that kind of thing and also for people who um just want to do straight out of the box if they just want to put the models together and paint them up as per stock color scheme um which is absolutely fine I, i'm really hoping it's going to work for those people too so trying to help everybody really <laughs> love it i absolutely so, love it man that's so awesome uh well i mean i definitely appreciate you coming on i definitely appreciate you talking with everybody uh we'll make sure oh, that no, every- thank- 
I was just going to say, th- thanks very much for letting me ramble for so long. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was fantastic. I learned so much. Like, I love it because it's like, I get both best of both worlds. It's like, yeah, we get like this podcast that we get to publish, but I also get to learn new stuff. So like, I get to go back and listen to it and like buy all the stuff you talked about before they get like sold out on eBay. So sold out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely. Thanks, man. I appreciate everything. You have a good one. Cool. Thanks very much, Michael. Have a good one. he was born the only things he got from growing up were the will to fight and hatred there was never anyone to love him no one that's why I wanted to save him I thought I could but I was wrong he looked at me like like he'd never known me there was no recognition at all like I was so 